Talk radio. Yes, talk radio. So boring. Okay. Again, quick stick there by Little. Back to line. He shoots. Scores. Big time shot from Patrick Alina. Monday, January 25th. I'm your guest host, Mike Wern of Smoke and Mirrors Media, celebrating the 100th episode of Laced Up, a hockey podcast with the boys. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That was a pretty good intro. Thank you. That was Thank pretty you. good. Good to be here. Pretty good. I am uh, Brutes Battaglia of the high button. The high button? Yeah. I don't really I don't really know what the name of the website refers to. Oh, that's a website. Yeah. I thought you were hitting the high button. Like uh, you were getting high. Reeling in the years. <laughs> By Steely Dan. Um, and for the uh, 100th time, I am still James Cole. Yeah. I, I feel like the coolest part about the history of this podcast is this is episode 100, but it's actually like 121 or something. <laughs> like, with all the bracket fucking episodes we yeah. had, and uh, there was the, the burner episode that is now uh, mysteriously no longer on iTunes. Ooh. You you know like no one listens Cares? to oh. any of the bonus episodes, right? Those are just for us. <laughs> Someone has. I I, oh. I I I the app that stores our our files shows me how many people listen to the podcast every week and where they're from and things like that. Um, and people listen to them. Also, I feel like I shouldn't have mentioned that I, I'm told where you're from because I feel like we're going to lose listeners now that people are like, oh, wow, do they know my IP address? Oh, I don't know anything like that. Um, okay. uh, yeah, it's not it's not a bunch of uh, hockey vigilantes trying to track down Tony D'Angelo's burner account on Twitter. Oh, we don't have to track that? that too hard. Did you see that? Did oh, you see man. that today? I didn't really want to talk about that. but It's funny. It's fucking hilarious. I didn't see so, it. so you didn't no. see this? So... Some guy, it's like, it, his Twitter handle's literally like NYR fan, and then like eight digits. Yeah. Um, started tweeting a bunch of stuff last night and today, just constantly about uh, defending Tony D'Angelo, and all the t- all the fucking tweets are like complete sentences typed out with periods kind of thing. So it's clearly <laughs> like it's not a bot. Like yeah, it's, there's someone very on the well end. done. And so someone, because you can you can do this with tweets, uh, tracked like the metadata basically and found the IP address from where all the tweets were fucking sent, and they were all sent from uh, from like within ten kilometers of PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh, where the fucking New York Rangers are right now, <laughs> and staying right around there, kind of thing. Holy fuck! Like. It, so, it it is like I I never want to accuse anyone of being a burner account till I know for sure. 
this is, might be the most obvious, like, it's a fucking burner account. And he's sure. totally just defending everything he said. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you, like, Standing how, up for why would you pick on Tony? You're sitting at home on your couch right now. You don't know fuck all about hockey. And it's like, oh. all right, like, literally maybe tweet about something else. Literally, like, anything. And clearly it got lots of traction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all over hockey Twitter. Yeah, was, honestly, I got a very good laugh out of it. It was good. Yeah. 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 Well, he's, he's the kind of guy that would do something like that. Oh, great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Always has been, too. Yeah. yeah. It's not like anyone was ever warned about this. <laughs> Fucking Rangers. So it's the uh, 100th episode of Laced Up, a hockey podcast. And um, what a long, strange journey it's been. Um, we've been um, literally nowhere. We haven't left the city in any capacity. But we've had some guests that were beyond our our reaches and um we're gonna have some fun today like this is this is a celebration it, it is a hockey episode we are going to talk about some current event stuff but we've got uh, a lot of fun it's gonna be a really fun episode upbeat we got a couple games we're gonna play you remember the last time we planned a fun episode oh it was <laughs> not good liter- no it was fun but the next week was when the world shut down <laughs> oh, I don't we remember had, that. We then. had a fun. Yeah, it was like literally. It was like March 11th. We had a fun episode. We talked about our favorite minor hockey uh, memories and stuff like that. The episode yeah. was literally called Mucus Laden, and we made a bunch of jokes about me being sick that week. Nice. And then, uh, and then the next episode was like 40 minutes of us being like, "Yeah, there's no hockey anymore, and the world is black." <laughs> the darkest timeline. <laughs> so it literally is the darkest timeline. Yeah. yeah. There's another version of us out there that like went to Blues Fest in Ottawa yeah. and saw Rage Against the Machine. Went to Winnipeg, like, saw the yeah. Jets. Play. Saw the Jets win. The Jets yeah. probably won the cup. Line A <laughs> fucking won the uh, won the fucking uh, what's it called there? The Con Smythe, and he's still a Jet. I'm sure we'll Things get to that happy. in a bit. Yeah. Um, Why but, is there something to talk about? There? But yeah, no, we we got a lot of fun today. We got a couple. We got two games. Two games, doubling up our, our, our game action. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mike Wern is going to host one uh, at the tail end. Uh, we're also going to start off uh, the episode with uh, something a little unique, a little bit of fun. Uh, Simpsons fans. Are we all Simpsons fans here? Yeah. 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 Casual fan. And I can fan. confirm at least three listeners of the podcast are too. Okay. Well, uh, goody for them because we are going to do a uh, live well, not live. I mean, it's live for us. It's not live for you. This is a podcast. But um, we're going to do uh, a commentary. <laughs> we're going to do a commentary <laughs> of Lisa on Ice, the yeah. season six, episode eight episode, Lisa on Ice, in which she uh, she takes on the net, the goaltending responsibilities um, in Springfield. And uh, we're going to give you a little bit of that because we, we, we like doing that. Like, obviously, when you do a full movie, you're talking two, two and a half hours worth of commentary. It's a whole bonus episode. Eats up the like you can't really have any room for discussion beyond that exact thing that you're focusing on. So with Lisa on Ice, we can have a little bit of fun. We do a little bit of commentary. Uh, we watch a quick little episode of The Simpsons. Eats up, you know, what, 25 minutes. Boom, we're back in the hockey. We're having fun, keeping it light, easy breezy, beautiful. Cover girl, Cover this girl. week's sponsor yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> Cover girl, baby. So uh, I will now uh, request uh, host uh, uh, Mr. Wern if if he can get the episode rolling in the background here. Yeah. Um, we'll get the uh, we'll get the show starting. I'll try to give you a little countdown here. You can sync up your episodes at home. Uh, Mike, how about we go ahead and hit that play button in uh, about three, two, one, play. Lisa on ice, The Simpsons. Let's go, baby. 
right, now, have you seen this episode already, Mike? I, a long time ago. Long time ago. Long time ago. So it's going to be pretty new for me. I'm actually excited about it. Yeah, I, I only started watching The Simpsons when it came on to Disney Plus. Yeah. As a Disney Plus owner. Now, I, I, I'm a, obviously a Simpsons fanatic. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I've talked about Huge. it multiple times on the podcast. This is genuinely probably one of the 15 best episodes of the series. Like, yeah. it is very high on, on the quality list. And it's not even anything because it has to do with hockey for me. It genuinely is yeah. one of the funniest episodes they've done. So. Didn't you guys do... Uh... Was it a bracket episode, or was it just a top ten? We Simpsons? haven't done anything Simpsons related, no? really. No, because because James isn't right. isn't a fan yeah, to the level that I am. But. Yeah. Now, now, what year is this? Roughly season six. That's ninety four. 95? Season 6 is about 1995, yeah. Oh, okay. Good year. So Ronald Reagan jokes are still relevant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was born that year for the folks listening on. President Reagan dyes his hair. What if this episode is just going to make me miss minor hockey even more? <laughs> like, it's just been so depressing in January not being, like, at the rink so yeah. far this year. Just sink you farther into that depression hole. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Well, no turning back now. <laughs> wow, so even 1995, they were already discussing the effects of global warming. Yeah, like, it's... Um, there is something to the the idea of the Simpsons knowing what the problems of America were and just nobody listening to them, yeah. and they're still all very prevalent. Because, you know, I don't know if they so much call the future as, like, we don't do anything to change the problems, and then, yeah. <laughs> they just remain the same. And they're same. just still there, yeah. Like, I don't know if they... I don't know if the uh, Trump presidency was a prediction as much as it was a, uh, like... America being that dumb and it just happened, you know. It's the the most probable timeline. Yeah. Based off America's decision. Yeah, it's very much the yeah. correct timeline at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, this is a classic. Ah, <laughs> uh, eat up, Martha. Possibly the first example of autocorrect. Yeah. The <laughs> Apple like... Newton, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Could you imagine, like, if this actually happened in a school say, where they pulled yeah. your student up <laughs> to be like, hey, you're shame. fucking failing this class. It's like being stoned in the medieval Yeah, ages. no shit. Shame. 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 
1995, man. Different, yeah. different era. Concerned about this grade. You should be concerned about the school system there, Marge. <laughs> like, fuck, let's figure it out. Now, what was the hot pair of skates back in 1995? Was it the uh, CCM original tax, or had uh, had Nike entered the conversation yet? Probably the fucking Microns. Mm. It's pure, pure leather. <laughs> Look, I don't need this. I inhaled my favorite whistle this morning. <laughs> Ah, the Springfield Skating Rink, home of the Mighty Pigs, or the Quickie Mart Googers. I'm not sure who the home team is here. Perhaps an underrated joke within the episode is the fact that uh, the Quickie Mart has its own team, and that uh, who would coach them? <laughs> When when he's the only one who works at the Quickie Mart, <laughs> other than his brother Sanjay. So who the hell's watching the store? You know? He's doing it for the kids, man. Yeah. yeah. And like... No, <laughs> 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 oh, that's tied to the net. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. The downside of the NHL's new uh, wagering uh, system. <laughs> Is your turtle alive and well? <laughs> Once again, the Simpsons have their time with these concussion talk yeah. at the hockey level. And like even just the idea that Apu again is an illegal immigrant from India with like very little knowledge of America, but somehow knows hockey better than anyone in the entire fucking yeah. episode. Can shoot a puck like Shane. Right yeah, there. like he's got an absolute rocket. <laughs> fucking how is it? It's great. I love it. That's why we got to look beyond uh, the traditional borders, you know. That's why we're drafting guys out of Australia and. Uh, other places? If they played hockey on Mars, I'd draft guys from there. 
Ryan Burke, classic. Big fan. I'm a big fan. I am a big fan. Yeah. Him. You like Berkey? I love him. Yeah. He, he's, he's he calls good. out everyone on that Sportsnet panel. Yeah. I love. Especially I love, that Anthony guy. No, just oh yeah, Stewie. Yeah. yeah. I think I think my favorite thing about Burke on that panel is they'll ask him a question, they try to move the conversation forward, but he'll have something to say about the thing they were just talking about, and he won't answer the new question. Yeah. Like the, tonight, they asked him something. He's just like, "Well, I don't want to go off of what Stewie was saying there. You know, I, I agree with him. You know? Yeah. And it's like Berkey. That was not the question. I mean, he doesn't just care. like completely. <laughs> did, he didn't answer the question at all that he was asked, and then L, and then fucking Ron just moved on. Yeah. It's like it's I great. Like it. this I guy's awesome. He's <laughs> fucking great. Yeah. Oh. No. Oh fuck. Now that my daughter is on your team, I'm going to make a few things clear. Holy fuck. Now, I don't think that this particular goalie helmet is up to safety standards. Um, the half cage. Missing something? Yeah. It, like, I don't really know if that's the way to. I have to add, I was up getting a beer. Uh, of the all-time quotes in this episode, uh, don't make me run, I'm full of chocolate <laughs> is up there. Poor Uder. German exchange, exchange student. Guy's name's Uder. His name's Uder. 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 Uder is the butt end of some really good jokes. Perhaps yeah. the best is they go on a field trip, and Principal Skinner can't pay, so the school bus starts driving away without some of the students because they're trying to leave the place so that way they don't have to pay, and all the students run behind the bus and get onto the bus, and of course poor Uder is too fat to catch up to the bus. <laughs> Doesn't get there, and then the people who work at this field trip place literally start beating them to death kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm not joking when I say that is the final appearance of Uter in the series. Like, really? They actually, like, write him out after that. Which, like, <laughs> in hilarious. and of itself is yeah. fucking hysterical. That's right? fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, poor Uter. Poor Uter. Yeah, at one point they, they eat him in one of the... Uh, Treehouse of Horror episodes. Lots to eat. Yep. Lots Full to go chocolate. around. You might just say we <laughs> ate Uter. I just think it's right really funny. Now I'm noticing a, uh, some inconsistencies with Bart's jersey. Uh, it was blue <laughs> with white stripes. Uh, in that last scene, it was blue with red stripes. That's uh, the reverse Ooh. retro jersey. Too. Oh, <laughs> all right. The alternate. Yeah. See, again, any yeah. uh, fucking Simpsons 25 years Call ahead it. of time. Calling the reverse retro jerseys. Well, hockey players are tough, you know, so mm -hmm. tough. protect your own. Yeah. 
Belligerence. Well, pretty, uh, pretty Brian Burke heavy uh, commentary so far. Yeah, I'm going to develop a new yeah. impression for the next hundred episodes. Brian Burke. Is that new? I like it. Sure, I haven't done that one for a while. Before? I don't think I've done a Brian no? Burke one. Okay. My Brian Burke impression is literally just Greg Wyshynski's Brian Burke impression. Like I, I, I don't try to make it more different. <laughs> Here we go. It's my favorite scene in the whole episode. <laughs> that was my Twitter display picture for like six months. Watch out for the shack attack, and it's Marsh just dribbling the ball. The bench half over. Wow, I am the tiger, mother of a teamster. Think of all the time I wasted on you. I like how Bart's hair moves when Homer pats him on the head, but a ball falls on Lisa's and it's a fucking immovable object that punctures the thing. No consistency in the hair. Things I gotta tell you, visual gags are gonna drive you nuts. The Simpsons are not the show for you. Mm. I remember game. this. This is a great episode, <laughs> yeah. honestly. I did that with my sister after this. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Not, not well. Not well, well the same I, way? Well, yeah. yeah. And did your dad pull a homer afterwards, too? Or? No, I just looked at him and I was like, stupid. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Fun fact, that uh, scene of Marge turning the lights on and off was a callback to the 1987 World Juniors in which they killed the lights during the punch-up and piscine uh, brawl. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Never say Matt Groening didn't do his homework, you know? Yeah. Wow. That escalated pretty quickly. <laughs> to a sibling rivalry to the uh, fucking city jail. That's... I think my favorite part 
about that joke is the prisoners actually go to the game. No, like instead of just going back to wherever they're from or like fucking just taking their freedom, they actually go to the hockey game. That's hilarious. Actually, yeah. no, they're men of their words. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Just Honorable people. That can do. Yeah. Now, is there ev- any evidence to suggest at this point that Bart is actually any good at hockey? This has been built up as some sort of big rivalry game. Right. But is is he even like the best player on his team? And what are the what are the like? Isn't he younger? Bart. Yeah. No, he's older. Oh, I thought Lisa was the older one. No, Bart's ten, Lisa's eight. Yeah. For all thirty of the years. <laughs> consistency. Never say Macaroni wasn't a fan of consistency. I think that's my favorite part of the whole episode. Right there. Other than the shack attack, yeah. is Mo being in deep in the gambling community. So now we've got a blue jersey with a red collar and white arm stripes. So now, now we've got three different... Holy moly, this is a whirlwind. Hard to please, eh? Well... Not your favorite Simpsons episode? Well, I want to be true to the fans, you know. I'm I, not going I, to sit here. And... I do hate to warn you, but there is a there is a actual hockey rules thing that they're going to get wrong in the climax of the episode, and you're, it's just going to drive you nuts. Look, this is a hockey podcast, and yeah. I'd be doing a disservice to those listeners not at home. Call it out. <laughs> oh fuck! Never mind. I forgot about this too. Okay. <laughs> well, at least he's not skidding around, tripping over the uh, red carpet. Yeah. Ah, hey, oh. Kind of looks like Mark Donnelly, though. A little bit. A little bit. Stupid fuck. Now, Lisa is not filling up that net to any degree of oh. ability. Oh, the pigs yes, yes. are up. As you'll see, the pigs are up one nothing. Bart looks to be pretty good. He's he, pretty good. Wow. Pretty good. Beyond the blue line. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to remember what's the 90s, James. Kind of just have to put the puck on that. Yeah. Way. Building a lot of what Steve Beach. Eisman would do the next season in uh, yeah. in Detroit. Yeah, this does foreshadow the yeah. uh, the 97 and 98 Red Wings. I like the fan there, the, the sign, oink, oink, oink. That's good. That's not bad. Okay, so we're already 3-3 with a minute left in the third. And this game is heating up. Big back check, four check, paycheck there from Bart Simpson tripped over the blue line. Gary Thorne on the call here, because it is the 90s. Okay. Well, this is this is very intense. I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. Hmm. Three to three with four seconds left. Who do you got? Um, you got the pigs, or you got the what's the other team? The Galaxies. I, 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 for, I, I think, I think Lisa's gonna let it in for some reason. Like she thinks, like yeah, Bart Lisa needs it. In. Bart, Bart needs what the you win. Got, you got, you got money on Bart. Or Bart buries this. You think Bart buries it? Top cheese for sure. Well, I know the outcome, so I can't place a bet. Or is he gonna have some sort of moral dilemma? Decide to put the stick down. Wow, Maggie is not taking sides well here.
a sense of moral dilemma. Mm-hmm. This is not what the fans wanted when they both, came. Both athletes struggle to dial in here in the big game. Gord! Yeah. Really just leads you to ask, you know, are they cut out for that big moment, really? A lot of the time, the mental toll is what takes it on a player. All right, now the clock should not be running. There, you, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that always has bugged me, like, yeah. watching this episode. It's the only thing. Like, I mean, you know, it's for the sake of the episode, I think my favorite part is just it's a fucking packed house, though. There's like 5,000 people game. watching this fucking Huey right. hockey game, right? What else are you going to do in Springfield? Big moment. Oh. Tie game, no overtime. Interesting. For a championship game, no overtime. Uh, I, for one, am outraged. I would want my oh. money back as a fan. Oh, you just wait. <laughs> Chief Wiggum. Coach Inciting of one of the riot. teams decides to fucking incite the riot. <laughs> Those kids are like so sweet. And that's, of course, a preview to the 2011 Stanley Cup final, of course, with this riot. Predicting the future yet again. Not yet bad. Again. So what are our thoughts here, boys? Uh, Lisa on ice, is it a bust or is it a bang? Now, here's my question before I answer that. Okay. Is this the lone hockey-centric episode of The Simpsons in, like, 30 years of content? Well, I, I can't speak to the uh, most recent 20 of the 30, but um, in the first 10, yeah, that would be mostly it. There, there are definitely references to hockey. Uh, at points, but it, it would be the only hockey-centric one. But, I mean, for, for that purpose, too, like, there's only a couple football. Uh, there's really only one baseball one in the first however many. Uh, Del I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there is any basketball episode uh, in the first ten seasons. So, some racing. You know, there's, there's some references to other sports. But, yeah, the fact that they did a hockey episode, I think, just kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of neat. You know, usually any any American TV show, the last thing they last sport they ever do is hockey. Yeah, usually. Yeah. And color me shocked because it's so popular there right yeah. now. So ice hockey. Yeah, good old ice hockey. It is played on ice. Um, so that that does wrap up the Lisa on ice commentary portion of the hundredth episode of the podcast. Something we've we've been talking about doing since I think like episode two, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Like that was early on. Hey, hey, why don't we do this kind of thing? And um, we always knew we'd get there. And uh, now we've gone and we're back again. And what a long, strange trip it's been. In Foreman's basement. Yeah. Too bad that 70s show doesn't have a hockey episode. We can watch that. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Is there a hockey episode? Do they not? Oh. I don't think so. Yeah. Most most shows don't. Literal, yeah, literally, the, <laughs> literally the only mention uh, in the entire series, if I'm not mistaken, is when... Oh, I can't remember what the fuck up is, but Eric does something to fuck up, and, and Red's pissed. And Kitty comes in, and, and Eric says, "How's Dad?" And she said, "Eric, oh, I put him in his Corvette, yes. gave him a beer, and tuned the radio to a hockey game. I've done all I can." I, I think that's yeah. the literal only mention of hockey in the entire series. Because, like, friends, they go to a Rangers game a couple times, yeah. 
Seinfeld, there's, of course, the face painter episode. I mean, there's a few where they... There's actually quite a bit of hockey in that one. Yeah. But the face painter episode, of course, would be the classic. Yeah. Now, um, there's not a lot of hockey in Wisconsin, so I can't really blame the 70s show, yeah. right? It's not like... Not like you're going to go see the... Uh, the Milwaukee Admirals in 1976. Nice. Just not really a, a feasible. Does New Girl have any hockey? Not really, eh? Ooh, I don't think so. The Office has a few. Like, The yeah. Office is good for that. Like, yeah. of course, the episode where uh, uh, they go skating for Michael's birthday. Kevin, but the whole other Kevin plot line have... is Kevin might have cancer. <laughs> but Michael's worried that no one cares that it's birthday. Yeah. When it's his birthday. And, of course, the... Uh, Birthday present, you'll appreciate this, that Dwight gets for Michael for his birthday is a Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins jersey, because they live in Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Right. Uh, on the back, uh, on the name bar, he got, uh, sorry, for the number, he got him number one. And on the name bar, he got from Dwight for Michael's birthday. <laughs> he looks Pretty back, good. And he's literally just like, oh. Okay, uh, thank you. Like he's just <laughs> ready for Apple. Dwight's like great happy. Like, yeah. To the camera, he thinks he's fucking got him the greatest gift ever. Uh, a show that I know uh, Brutes is not a fan of. Um, How I Met Your Mother has a lot of pretty good. Like, admittedly, they got some pretty good hockey content. Yeah. Uh, throughout that show, uh, famously Robin from Canada, big Canucks fan. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I think Mason Raymond appears on the show at one point. That was her favorite player. <laughs> nice. Back when Mason Raymond was relevant. Whose favorite player is he not, of course, you know? Yeah, there's an episode where Robin goes to the Tim Hortons in Toronto, and the cashier says to her, oh, did you catch the Leaf game last night? And she goes, no, I didn't, and tries to pay with American money, and she gets roasted for no longer being Canadian. It's like, oh. Do you know how I met your mother? No, I was casually watched it. I'd binge it for a while and then just fall out and try it back and forth. Hmm. Never, never watched the whole thing through. It's good. It's funny. I love it. Jason Segal is hilarious. He's great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of how I met your mother, uh, why don't we get to how I met your John Tortorella? As we've got a trade to announce. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll try. I'll, I'll try something different. We got a big trade to get to today. It was you, uh, you, you've had a hundred and twenty something <laughs> episodes to work on that. To work on what? Your transitions. <laughs> Look, you, you. it's it's not it's not something you oh. can practice for. It's something God. that just happens. I guess. You know? No. You don't you don't practice putting the puck in the empty net. You just do it. And sometimes you don't. Uh don't you practice it? I would who what is that like in a drill at the end of practice? I I used to just shoot on an empty net. I didn't have the luxury of shooting on a goalie my whole life. You know? When sure. But not as part of a team. I don't, I, I don't miss an empty net. net, man. I don't think Sheldon... part of the reason I was so good in front of the net, right? Like, like everyone <sighs> would be like, "Oh, you're always getting those garbage goals." It's like, well, I don't, yeah, I don't miss any, I don't miss the net ever. I, 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 I don't, don't, I don't think Jeff Ward's lining the boys up at uh, the opposite red line and just having hey boys. Michael Backlund <laughs> lob backhanders into the open cage. Actually, know? we did used to do a drill where at the end of practice we would get them to try to shoot the puck from one end to the other and try to get it in the empty net. And if they didn't, they had to do laps. Oh, and they would just continue doing it until someone yeah. would hit the fucking net. And, of course, like, I would try to pick the kids that wouldn't hit the net so that way they would, you know, have to skate because skate. it was one kid on the team that I knew he could hit that fucking net. And every time he'd look at me, he'd just be like, you got to put me in. you got to put me in. And it's like, no, like, I know you can do it. You're not doing it. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> not fair. It's like, well, yeah, it's perfectly fair. Like, that's the point. Yeah. I'm trying to get you guys in shape. Yeah, I'm not trying to lose. 
here. I don't want to burn 15 minutes of practice ice at the end of every practice, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So the big trade, of course, that we got to get to, it's the big hot news of the day. Uh, Greg Pattern going to the uh, Avalanche for Ian <laughs> Cole to the Minnesota. No. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois finally gets his wish. He's out of Columbus. Uh, he's off to Winnipeg along with a third-round pick in 2022 for the rights to Jack Roslevic and Patrick Kane retained at 26%. Patrick, Patrick Line. Yeah, there it is. Patrick Line at 26%. Um, I'm I'm gonna let you guys talk about this first because I I have a feeling I've got an aura in the room here that I'm I might be the odd guy out. Oh. So let's turn it over to the guy wearing the Jets jersey. Yeah, and uh, let's get his uh focus on the trade first, perhaps. I think it's good. I um listen, for uh, so here's what I'm gonna say <laughs> is um like this is clearly a trade where. Uh, your first thought, if you're Columbus, is that, you know, how good is Roslovic? Because he might be the only asset you have from the trade a year from now. And, you know, does it make sense to trade Dubois for a guy you might lose? For the Jets, you know, you uh, could have just drafted Dubois instead of Line A and not had to, you know, move an asset to do that. And now you trade him and you give away another first-round pick to get a centerman. So... And it is also a guy who expires a year from now. So is that possibly you're losing out on, you know, you're giving away line A for free in the long run. Like it's one of those things where I'm not sure, I'm not sure either team uh, knocks it out of the park with this deal. Like there's a lot that could go wrong for either team, but from a, from a Winnipeg perspective anyway, I, I do like it a lot. I think, um, the Jets have never really had a first and a second line center in the history of their franchise. Like they, they haven't. They had uh, a few second line centers, and then they got Mark Shifley, and then they had a first and a third, and then every deadline they had to give up their first round pick to actually get a second round pick or second line center to try to do well in the playoffs. And now they've solved that problem. Like now they have a good one-two punch down the middle. Um, like a, a fairly good number three center in Adam Lowry, or if you want to consider Stasny their third line center, like like they're pretty deep down the middle now. But even in the long term, right? Like Shifley is uh, 27 and signed for another three years at fucking six million dollars. And if you can get Dubois locked up at any number, like having those two down the middle, I think is is really really good. I think having two good centermen is very important and. Uh, they've done that. They've been trying to do that for years. So, so I like it in that sense. Um, the the biggest thing I always think when when you look at a trade like this is people look at the trade and they say, well, you're trading a, a fucking forty goal scorer for a guy who's uh, had twenty goals I think once in his NHL career. Dubois. Yeah, he's he's twenty two. Like Line is yeah. young, but so is Dubois, right? Yeah. And lots of time. Um, like I think there's a lot of room for him to move there, but. The problem is that is is Line A wants out. Line A wants to get out, and if you trade Line A for a first and a second round pick and a couple prospects or something like that, you know who's to say that that is what is going to win you the Dubois sweepstakes? Like you might have to just cut your losses and and move a guy like Line A to get the Jackets to move a guy like Dubois. So. 
a lot of people roasting the Jets, but I, I think on paper, like, it, it's just, you're talking about two distressed assets. Like, I don't even really count Rosovic as having trade value. I think that the Jets were going to have to move on from him for a fifth-round pick at best eventually anyway. So, um, you know, it, it's line A for Dubois, and in my opinion, it's a distressed asset for a distressed asset. It's it's a fresh start for both of them. Um I, I, it's just to me, I think there's a there's a higher percent chance that Dubois works out the way the Jets want than Line A working out the way the Blue Jackets want. And that's kind of my thought on that. However, if we're talking about who's the best player in the trade, it is Patrick Line A. Like the, the thing is, is that he is, uh, when he first came into the league, he couldn't skate. He was a black hole defensively. He was an 18-year-old kid that could just rifle the puck unlike any 18-year-old you've ever seen. And yeah. don't get me wrong, that's valuable. The, the, the game literally is who scores more goals, and the Jets had a kid that could fucking do that. Yeah. But as his goal scoring kind of went away, he's become like a fucking force on the wing. Like He is great defensively. He's a phenomenal playmaker. He's actually a good skater now. He has yeah. come so fucking far since his rookie year. So it's kind of tough to watch that development and then just kind of move it away. But Dubois is another guy, too. When he played his first game, people were looking at, like, how the fuck did this guy go third overall? And now we're putting him in, like, a top 20 center in the league conversation. Now people are putting him in, a like, a he's close to being a Patrice Bergeron-type player. And it's like, you know, like, to even be having that conversation tells you a lot. But again, him at 22, I, I think that there's a lot that the Jets can do with a player at 22 if he wants to be there. But it all comes down to that, and, and we don't know the answer for either Line A or Dubois until you know the story moves forward here. So yeah. initially, I don't hate it nearly as much for uh, the Jets. And the last point I wanted to make, too, is uh, Kevin Shovel Day off trades are never usually pleasing to the eye, but they always have a tendency to work out. Like, he got absolutely ripped for the Truba trade. How long ago was that? Like, it was a year and a half ago? Yeah. Yeah, they won that deal. Like, <laughs> they won it handedly, actually. <laughs> At the time, it was, holy fuck, like, that's all you got for Truba? Yeah, yeah he might have got the two best players in the deal for Truba. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It, it's, uh, I do have faith that there's method to the madness there is my other point. Yeah, I agree with you there. Like, I think... I think as far as development goes, Dubois has got a far higher ceiling than Line does, in my opinion. And Line has come a long way. Like, like you said, watching him this year against the Flames, um, fuck, he was he looked unreal out there. Yeah. I mean, not not his face, obviously. He's, he's yeah. He does not have the looks. He's not a pretty looking his, guy. His eh? skill, his skill yeah. is over the past few years. I, I don't know. I wasn't very impressed with him before, but yeah, he could score. But he looked really good this year. Um, he used how long to has drive he wanted? Me mental. Yeah, I can he, imagine. He used to drive me absolutely mental watching the Jets years ago, and now he he's a treat to watch. So yeah, like I give him credit. He, he has worked very hard to become a very good player. While wanting to get out out of Winnipeg. Yeah, and that's whereas... the thing too, right? Like I give him I give him credit there. Like he never really got to that fucking piss baby sort of like, point that Dubois seemed yeah, to exactly. the other night and. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's hard for me to say, like, I thought it was ridiculous and I would have sat him too, but at the end of the day, I don't really know what was going on. Like, we're never going to know the full well, story there. 
we're never no, going to know the full story with Lionel nor with Dubois. So yeah. it's hard for me to sit here and say, but like I don't know how it gets to that point that you go out there and do that. Like that's yeah. just that's pathetic <laughs> to me. But well, it's called abuse. It's, yeah, like man, maybe like it's, it's hard, it's hard to say. But. Tearing them apart, I want your your boss yeah. is like berating you down the neck. You're probably not going to yeah. move your ass too hard at work either. And that's the thing too, right? Like it's it's. Some guy. That's the problem with Torrella, right? Is is he treats everyone the same, and for some guys they love that, right? Yeah. Like Michael Delzato fucking loves that, and and he literally has never been good for any other coach other than John Tortorella. He, has, he hasn't played in the league in what five years? He's fucking on the Blue Jackets, and he's a top four defenseman all of a sudden. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like so he can play for that. Yeah. But a lot of people can't, and it's that's perfectly fine. Like if if you can't play for that kind of a guy. There's no real rule saying that you need to work your entire life to then play in the league to get yelled at by a fucking old white man that can't play hockey. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. that's perfectly fair if you don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Um. So, in my opinion, uh, this was a bad trade for both teams, uh, while at the same time being an absolutely hilarious trade for both teams because uh, we found two GMs that had two guys that wanted out of small market situations yes. to go to the big stage and then got flipped for each other yeah. and essentially went to the equivalent of the other's town in the other country. Exactly. And it, I, I, it fucking, I, I'm howling. Like, Yarmo okay. Kekalainen, Kevin Sheveldayoff, congratulations. You got two, you know, piss babies that are upset about, like, where I'm playing hockey. Go fuck yourselves. You're making millions of dollars playing a sport, a children's game. You're going to be upset about that. All right. Well, you know, here's the here's the equivalent of where you are now across the border. So I hope both players enjoy their time in those respective cities. Uh, which brings me to why it's a bad trade. Uh, neither of these guys are going to be with these organizations beyond their current contracts. You're going to have Jack Roslevic 2.0 with Patrick Line, who's just going to sit out as soon as his contract's up until the Blue Jackets move him. Uh, Pierre Luc Dubois, uh, again, like. In, unless something really clicks with the coaching staff or his teammates, he still didn't get what he was asking for in the first place uh, out of Columbus. So he's, in my mind, not sticking around very long uh, beyond the contract that he has. So this is essentially uh, uh, how much do you value Jack Roslovic, a third-round pick in a couple of years? Uh, maybe. Hard to say. Like, I don't think anyone's calling Jesse Pugliarvi a third-round pick in a couple of years from now, but a year ago maybe they are. It's hard to say. Um, again, like I think both of these teams could have gone somewhere else within the league, and I could be wrong. Obviously, they know more than I do, but like I find it hard to believe that neither of these GMs could find uh, a, a trade partner elsewhere around the league that could have given them more of an asset that, at the very least, would have been lasting longer than the current contracts i don't i don't really know if i if i completely buy it with Dubois, though there's not really any like super hard evidence to prove my point either but like you know there was the report that apparently both teams spoke to said players before the trade was made and they were both you know dubois was good with going to winnipeg his dad is a coach for the manitoba moose and line eight uh, for some reason was fucking fine going with Columbus. I think he just wants. I think he just wants out. Yeah, I, just, I think it's more of a situation where it's like it's better than where I am. Yeah. So I'll go. But like my thought with Dubois was the the word that they used. Like Liney was always he wanted a bigger market. He wanted better centers. 
I don't know where he's... He's not really going to a lot of teams where he's getting a better center than fucking Mark Shifley, and certainly Columbus is not one of them because their best center uh, literally <laughs> got traded, up. and now his, his option is uh, Alex Texier. So uh, good luck with that. But my thought on the Dubois one was it was never he wanted a bigger market. He wanted a bigger spotlight. Which, yeah, he gets a way bigger one in, in Winnipeg. Like, well, well, does like, he, though? Because he you goes get... from being a number one center in a market to a number two center. Well, there, there is that, too, though. And, and, well, there's also the other end of it, though. Is he the number two center by the end of next year? Like, oh, uh, maybe yeah, he's, he's the number one, right? Like, he shouldn't be a number like, one center currently. Well, he's also 22 years old, yeah, right? So that's yeah. that's my point. Like, Patrice Bergeron wasn't very good at 22. Yeah, I don't really get these so. Patrice Bergeron comparisons. Well, just a two-way, a two-way center, right? Like, that's that's where, where he is. People think that his Kyle defensive Turris abilities... Kyle a two-way center. Like, well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's a no-way center now. But well, well, he was there. a two-way <laughs> center. Yeah. But, yeah, and it's it's just one of those things, too, right? Like, like not that you're, you're trying to go with this example, but, like, to the point with Kyle Turris, is Kyle Turris is a clear uh you know example of an asset that his developmental years were completely fucking wasted and there was never True. an attempt to yeah. to turn him into a player but you know columbus seemed to try with dubois he came a long fucking way like if you think of him as a rookie to where he is now it's hard to even believe they're the same guy and that was three years ago right he goes to winnipeg where it's a team i don't really care this is one i will defend to the death the Jets do a fucking pretty good job developing players. Like, it's yeah. it's pretty good when you think about it. If you think about a lot of the guys that have come through there, like Andrew Kopp is a guy who was never on anyone's radar. He He's not a top six singer, to, sorry, a top six winger because that's where the Jets play him. He's legitimately a guy where he's like, he's just Zach Hyman that skates better, but is not as smart on the forecheck. He's the same fucking player, basically. And they turned him into that despite nobody knowing who the fuck he was, and some people still not even knowing he exists. You know, it's the same thing with Kyle Connor. It's the same thing with Hellebuck. They've done a very, aligning, they've done a very good job developing players. So my thought is, at this age, if his ceiling is as high as scouts seem to think it is, I think it's a great trade for them. Because Heinola is already showing signs of being, you know, way too good to have been drafted at 15th overall. Pionk is playing a lot better than when he first got there a lot. like they're they're they do a good job so if Dubois wants to be there and he buys in it's a fucking great trade for them but but he's got to buy it but there's the ifs right and and we don't know and we're never we're not gonna know right until this is this is all said and done and to your point yeah this might be a, a situation where these guys are fucking getting traded again for each other in a year and a half from two different teams or something yeah like who the fuck knows right so I'm really hoping that the reason Jack Roslevic wouldn't sign a contract with Winnipeg was because he just fucking loathed Patrick Laine or something like that. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Did you see Laine today, too? They asked him uh, if he was excited to go to Columbus and if Columbus was the place he wanted to be. And he's like, well, all I've heard about Columbus is what Jack Roslevic tells me. And if, it's, if everything he says is true, it's the best city on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> the guy doesn't shut up. About Columbus. What do you know about Jack Rosovic other than he's from Columbus? It's the only thing I've ever uh, known no. his entire life is I've always well, known he's from Columbus. Now, just shut up about it. Now you know that he's the first player from Columbus to play for Columbus. So that's oh, pretty, I didn't that's, actually know that. That's no, pretty cool. Okay, cool. There you well, go. Has Cole Sherwood not actually played a game then? Is that why? Because Cole Sherwood's in their minor system, but I don't know if he's played. One of the Sherwoods. I don't know if it's Cole or Kiefer. One of them is in the minor. 
Keith, anyway. there's both of them. Oh, they're both down there, aren't they? Oh, look at that. Uh, Kiefer is definitely not a uh, Blue Jacket guy. Cole Sherwood, however, is a Blue Jacket player. He's played uh, five games, and he's from Columbus. So there right. you go. So Jack Rosovic will be the first NHL player to play right. for Columbus. Right, of course. From Columbus. That's that is. Actually. Yeah, that's pretty Ayo. Uh, okay, we got a game. The oh. first of two games here. Okay. Okay, so I've been sitting, on this, right. I've been sitting on this one for a while because... Uh, this is a, 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 a one where I need two guys, two opponents. Okay. And uh, due to COVID, we haven't had a lot of guests recently. So, uh, Mike, you get to be the uh, un unceremonious uh, guinea pig for tonight's game. This I game is called True North Strong and Three. Ooh, is it a Jets quiz? True North yeah. Strong and Three. Okay. So the way this game works is I have compiled a list of every player that has played a hockey game in the 2000s, in the 2000s, wow. for three or more Canadian franchises. In the 2000s, they have, meaning they have played. So like, 2000 to 2020, or in the 2000 to 2010 so range, their, the literal 2000s. Their, their last season may have been 2000. Okay. They were right, active yeah, yeah. for a Canadian team at some point during the 2000s. But Ending up, until, up until 2020. Currently. Okay. Until yeah, 20. up until 2020. Uh, these guys well, have all played at least for, for three franchises. I've literally thought of two since the podcast started. Okay. I'm fucking excited <laughs> to, to get so those off my there's, there's two ways we can play this game. You guys are going to go back and forth. You're going to get a player each. Now, here's how it works. Option one is I will tell you the player's name. It is then your job to name the three teams he played for, or, or more. Again, there are, there are some guys here that have played for more. The rules are that you have to guess a minimum of three teams, and for every team that you get right, you get a point. Okay? Now there's, what, seven, maybe eight Canadian franchises, depending on when this guy played, you know, maybe the Nordiques come into play. However, for every team that you guess incorrectly, you lose two points. Oh. Now you get three points for clearing the board, so there's a risk-reward factor here, okay? Okay. Alternatively, the other way you can play the game is that I will give you the teams they played for and the years they played for, and you have to tell me what player it is. If you get it right, you get 10 points. Hmm. Now, obviously, that's a limited number of information that you have in front of you based on what I'm giving you. So you can spend those 10 points for clues off of their hockey reference page, as many as you want, down to a single point, until you can get the player right. But wow. at the same time, you're spending points. How many How many players each are we getting? Like five each kind of thing? Uh, I was going to play 225 points, or I can just give you guys five players each. Whatever whatever you think is the better system here. Uh, uh, I'm not going to be good at this, but I will give it my best go. Well, so, you know what? Let's maybe go to 25 points then, because okay. Mike, uh, Mike might want to try to accumulate points by doing the one where you get... You get the more points kind of thing. Sure. You know, that second thing. Right. Sure. I'm doing the first thing every time. I just Give me the player's name, and I can tell you where they fucking played. Okay. So now, now remember. The, I'm, I'm going the opposite strategy. The, like there, I'm going relying on my There name. are going to be guys here that are in the Hall of Fame. There are going to be guys here that played six games in their career and just happen to do it with three different teams. So um, best of luck to both of you. I'm going to give the floor to our uh, guest host today. Okay. As the the first selection, I'm gonna hit randomize my little uh, little guy here, and uh, you're gonna give me uh, which decision you would like. All right, I've got my number here. Do you want the name of the player, or do you want the teams and the years that, that player played there? The name of the player. Wow. The name of the player. He's going the other way. <laughs> All right. The, the name of the player that we're looking for 
is Jim Dowd. Where what what teams did Jim Dowd for? He play played for three Canadian teams in his NHL career. So for everyone I get wrong, I lose a point. You lose two. Two points. For everyone you get right, you get one point. If you clear the board, you get three more points. Right. But you have to give me at least three guesses. You can opt out after that, but okay. you have to give me at least three. Okay. There's no way. Uh, <laughs> How do, what three teams? I like that your strategy is oh, already crumbling in front of you. Oh, no. I think I know now. I knew two, but I think I got a third. Okay. I'm going to go with the Leafs. Can I steal? No, there's okay. there's no ceiling. All right, you're going with the Leafs. That is incorrect. Yeah. So you are already down two points. Yikes! It's just wait, gonna keep going. So he's down. he wait. So he's dash two now. How does that work? Yeah. He's negative two. Well, he's negative two. Oh, this is going to go forever. Then if we're going up to twenty five points. Well, uh, okay, we can switch it to five guys <laughs> each. Then. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we'll, well, maybe not twenty five. Maybe well, maybe up to fifteen points. I think. Does that work? Well. It does, in, except for the fact that if you get it right on the first guess, you get 10 points on the one option. Okay. So. Right. Okay. Maybe 25 then. Well, let's, let's do it this way. 25 points or five guys each. We'll cut it off either way this shakes down. Sure. How's okay. that? Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, okay. So Vancouver Canucks. That is correct. Okay. So now he's even. Now he's minus one. Oh, shit. Right. You get one point for getting a team right. You lose two uh, for getting it wrong. Because, you know, it's law of averages here. Oh, yeah. Uh, such an NHL <laughs> fucking reasoning. Yeah. You well, know what? If you make it to overtime, we'll give you a point. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. But if you oh, lose yeah. a minute earlier, you get nothing. Yeah. Uh, Montreal Canadiens. That is correct. <sighs> you are now even. That's three guesses. You've already made three. That's that's what you had to give me. Right. You can keep I, going. I you, do. I have no idea. Cutting your losses? Cut my losses. I even back out. All right. If uh, I know anything from uh, sports betting. Jim Dowd is one of the few players that played for four Canadian franchises in oh. his career. So you missed out on a couple bonus points yeah, there that you could have had. Uh, he was with the Vancouver Canucks in the 95-96 season. Yeah. He then went to the Calgary Flames in 97-98. He was with the Oilers in 98-99 until what? 2000. And he finished off with Montreal in 03, 04. Wow. Yeah, he played. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. He played a combined like season and a half between four different franchises in Canada. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Wow. All right, brutes. We are going to. Uh, I'll take the player. Do this again. All right, Drake Barahowski. Fuck yeah, let's go. Uh, I know two of them. <laughs> Uh, he certainly played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's a point. Now, because he played there multiple times, it's not on there twice, right? Like it is not, not. You're not looking for Toronto twice? I am not. All right. Uh, he played for the Vancouver Canucks. He did. That is another point. I didn't know there was a third, though. I do have to give a third. You have to give at least a third. Okay. It's not Montreal. Uh, it could be Ottawa. I don't think I, th I think I think it's Edmonton. I'm gonna go Edmonton. That is correct, Edmonton Oilers. Nice. So you got all three, and you cleared the board. So that's an extra three points. You you are six nothing as as it stands. Wow. He played for the Leafs from 1990 until 1995. Oilers in 97, 98, 
And then uh, Vancouver in 2000 until 2002, of course, returning to the Leafs for nine games in 04, as you know. No recollection of those games, but I know he was on the team. All right, Mike, uh, you have your next player uh, selected for you. You want the name or the teams and years? I'm going to go name again. You're going to go name again. Uh, All right, this game is really not working out the way I thought it would. Uh, (laughs) Your player is Daryl Shannon. Fuck. <laughs> probably one of those situations where you're probably wow. wise to take the player name yeah. because wow. me telling you the years here would not help you. Uh, All right, looking for Daryl Shannon, my guy. My player is going to be like fucking Matt Sundin or something. <laughs> okay, we're going to go um, Edmonton Oilers. That is incorrect. Yep. <laughs> I only know of one with Shannon. Really. Like, I, don't, um, I don't know much about him. Uh, Vancouver Canucks. Nope. That's not Uh-oh. going well. It's not going Gotta well. Give me at least one more. <laughs> Might have to go the other strategy the next time. Uh, yeah. At least so, you don't lose points in that strategy, right? Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's true. <laughs> that's I kind of forgot about that. Um, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just like mop up the floor with this little category, and then Mike's just gonna get one at the end where he gets <laughs> Boom! Yeah. Yeah. Points and yeah. Blow it up. Uh, Ottawa Senators. That is incorrect. Really? I actually did think that one. Are you, are you skipping out or are you going to keep going? Oh, no, I'm done. I'm, okay, well, that, I mean, I guess I could just keep going. It's up to you. I mean, I've already named half the Canadian teams. You've named three and you've lost three points, so. And, he, and he's played for three teams, so. I'm winning six to negative three. It's up to you, my guy. This is the biggest lead I've ever. It's the worst lead in post games, uh, to be honest with you. Okay, let's go Calgary Flames. That's correct. Nice. Wow. Take myself out of this hole. Let's Come go. On. The comeback's on. Uh, Montreal Canadiens. That's correct. Let's go. All right. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. That's correct. Nice. Back to even. Back to even. <laughs> and there's a fourth team if you want to take a fourth stab at it. I don't even know which one was not sure. It would have to be the Jets, wouldn't it? No. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, so to you're be. back to plus watch. one. Mike, we went uh, to his family bar. We went to his family bar? He owns Shannon's, the bar that we went to. No way. Fucking, you remember that night? Yeah, I didn't know that. He owns the bar. No way. So, <laughs> good guy. Good guy. I remember I'm walking around. I'm like, so does Daryl ever come by? Or... So Daryl Shannon played for, uh, with the Leafs from 88 until uh, 1993. He went to Winnipeg from 94 until 96. Uh, spent a year in Calgary, 99-00, and then uh, a year in Montreal in 2000 and 2001. Ah, so what's the score now? The score now is six to, six to one. Six to one okay. for Brutes. Coming at you, buddy. All right. uh, Brutes, your second player has been selected. Uh, feel free to make a decision. I will. I will take the the player's name. The player's name. The player's name is Marzus Cherkoski. Oh, big. he played for three Canadian teams. At least. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. No, I think I got him. Uh, he is a uh, former Toronto Maple Leaf. That's worth a point. I could even tell you his stat line if you want. I will not give you bonus points, but you are welcome to guess. I know that one. Fuck, he was good for a while. He's he like was a 60-point guy for a few 70. Years. Really? Jesus Christ, the, the Polish flag. 35 goals, 35 assists with the Islanders in so 2000. He, he played for Toronto Maple Leafs. He played for the Montreal Canadiens. That is also correct. And I believe he was an oiler when he was young. Not young, but he was an oiler. Yes, that yeah. is correct. Cool. 
so that you everybody? got those three and you cleared the board, so that's 12 points. I've gotten super lucky. It's with my 12 guys. to like, 1 so far. Like, I know who Jim like, Dowd and Daryl Shannon are. I didn't know the fucking teams they played. You know them right off the hop? Yeah. It's, Mike's going to be a, like well, legit like a guy who played eight games in the game. <laughs> <laughs> teams that I've never heard of. Uh, Marzus uh played uh, the Oilers 95, 96 until 97. Uh, was with the Montreal Canadiens from 2003, uh, 2002 and 2003, and of course with the Leafs for 19 games in 0506. Five points. All right, Mike. This is this is the the stuff of that comebacks are made of. All right. You, you can smell it in the. Uh, uh, you really can. Oh, I don't like this player for you. I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Clearly uh, stacked the deck uh, on one side here. Right? Yeah. Okay. So we're looking for Ba. Oh, sorry. Are uh, you taking the name or the? Based off your comment two seconds ago, yeah, I'll take the. Okay, Bob Essensa is the guy that we're wow! going to ask you about. Oh. Wow. Bob Essensa, legendary goaltender. Yeah, actually, is is a fucking he's a goalie coach now. I don't know for who, but he is. I believe it. Uh, Bob Essensa. Bob so I'm going to need three, at least three Bob guesses Essensa. from you. Okay. Uh, Canadians. Uh, that is incorrect. So you're back down to zero. The Canadian de Montreal. Yeah, Maple Leafs. That is also incorrect. Okay. Back to negative one. I need one more guess at least. Vancouver. That's correct. You yes. played 39 games there in 2000-2001. You are even. And it's up to you whether you want to keep going or not. Yeah, two more potential. Remember in 2015 when he dressed as the emergency backup for the Bruins because Tuka Rask had to leave for dehydration? I, I don't, but that's amazing. Yeah, Bob Essence huh. almost played for the Bruins. In he retired in 2002 at 37, so 2015 he was... He was 50. Jesus. Fucking long career. Going, too, uh, my body's sore. Gonna go Oilers. That's correct. Nice. Back to where you started from. <laughs> you can keep going. Uh, Play for the Oilers from '96 until '99. Jets. That is correct. Yeah. He spent five years with the Jets yeah. from '88 until '94. He played it wow. like he played it. He was their starting goalie. Oh, so he, he played like 200-something games probably in that time. So, yeah, you, you, you nailed that one. That is uh, all three of the teams there, Mike. Uh, we go back to Brutes for his next player. Yes, sir. And, Brutes, I'll ask you again. Do you want the player's name or do you want the years and the teams? Well, James, here's the way I see it. Why mess with success? Let's go. <laughs> You're up the 12 to name. 2. Can't wait till it's someone yeah. I've never heard of, but let's do it. All right. Well, you've definitely heard of this guy, and I can't believe this keeps happening to Mike because this is insane. But you're, you're <laughs> getting this well player. Uh, it, it's Chad Kilger. <laughs> is it three or is it four for him? It's uh, that's to be determined. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, Chad Kilger, of course, uh, led the league in hits for the Toronto Maple Leafs one year. Yeah, he did. That's a point. It's yep. thirteen to two. Were, uh, I can even tell you. He like, was there from 03 until know 08. About Chad Kilger. Chad Kilger retired to be a fireman. So wow. Yeah, I know a lot At about thirty-one. That's just which is crazy. Fuck yeah, he was he was awesome. Uh, so Toronto Maple Leafs. He played for the Montreal Canadiens from two thousand until two thousand three. The third one. I fuck. I want to say. I'm pretty sure he played for the Oilers as well. Like I think this is similar to Tchaikovsky here. He's, he's a former Oiler too. From '98 to '00. Is that ever? Is that all? You got one more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, from '98 to '00. Tired at 31 in '08. 
you said. Right? Mm-hmm. So, 31, really? Yeah. Young guy. Okay. Uh, he, I think, fuck. I'm not, I'm not going to do it because I feel like I'm doing. Yeah, you don't I'm, have to guess. I'm, doing well. me I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do it for points, but I just want to guess for my own knowledge. Sure. I, I want, I was going to say the Jets, but the math just seems weird mm-hmm. on that. 29 games as a 19-year-old with the Jets. Yeah. I believe he was in the Timo Solani trade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. So, no points, but hey, you still got a commanding lead 15-2 to two over cool. Mr. Wern. Mike, I'm going to give you your next player here. And once again, I'm going to ask you, do you want the name or the years? So, if you give me the years... I give you the teams he played for and the years he was and there, and you have to figure out the player. If you get the player right, you get 10 points, but you can spend those 10 points on clues off of hockey reference. Hmm. Yeah, let's go that. Are we going to do that? Yeah. Changing it up? I want well, to. Oh, yeah, let's go. You can't just keep going negative one. Yeah, you, you, go, you, baby. you can't be losing points yeah. here, okay? All right, so this player played for three Canadian teams in his career. Okay. Uh, from 97, 98 until 99 he was an Edmonton Oiler. In 0506 to 0607, he was a Calgary Flame. And in 0708 until 2010, 2011, he was a Montreal Canadian. There's 10 points on the board, and you may ask for hints at one point per clue. How many guesses do I get? Uh, that's a fair question. Um, I'll give you I'll give you three guesses uh, in the wind. What year did he go to the Canadians? He was a Canadian starting in 2007-2008 with the Flames, your Flames, 0506 mm. and 0607. I think that's that's too early to be Rene Borg. He was, of course, an Euler in 97 until 2000 as well. What can I what can I offer you? What, what, what do you want so, for a clue? What kind of clues can I ask for? You can ask for anything off of his uh, uh, hockey reference page. Uh, if you said something like, the teams he played for? Well, you can't ask that. I'll give you one of the other teams he played for. Uh, if you want oh, the draft. Well, I'm not going to give you the whole draft, but I can give you the round or the year. Okay. Uh, it's up to you. What was the last team he played for? The last team he played for was the New York Rangers in 2012-2013. Wow. Okay. Was he a forward or a defenseman? He was a defenseman. Hmm. Yeah, see, this is why I was worried with going this way. <laughs> You gotta lean on that Flames uh, knowledge. Oh five, oh six, oh six, oh seven defense with the Flames. You got three guesses. No pressure yet. You're at eight points remaining. If you were to get all eight right now, you'd be only five back of Brutes. Oh, I think I got it. If anyone hears uh, a dog <laughs> crying, I it's, can promise you, yeah, I do not it's have, not being tortured. Yeah, we're yeah. not torturing animals here. Uh, this is my dog that I've put away for the podcast. Needy. He's very noisy and he's a big, big suck baby. So, um, No, I need another clue. All right, what do you want? Um, what can I tell you? Would it be able to tell me if he played on the first pairing or second pairing? That's uh, kind That's, of beyond the uh, yeah, information they, that Hockey yeah, Reference gives me. I've I've got you know like size, uh, nationality, birth year. Like I'll give you the birth, the whole birthday, and tell you the team that picked them. I can tell you where he was picked. I can tell you the year he was picked. How many games they played? How many points they scored? What number they wore? Uh, any awards they were given? Yeah, what number? What number? 
Uh, well, there's a various. Uh, sorry, with the flames. With the flames, he yeah. wore number four. Wore number four. Seven clues. Seven points, sorry. I'm really not well versed in mm. in, in um, previous eras. <laughs> I'll keep, keep asking for stuff or give me some clues. Uh, uh, <laughs> Who drafted him? The Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. Probably in 95. That's I'm asking for a clue. Do you want the year? Yeah. 1992? 92. I don't need it. I don't know, man. I, I couldn't even give you a guess. Well, it's good that you've still got five clues to figure this out. It's, I, it's weird for me, like, because I, like, I know who it is. It's so weird for me that the, the thing that got me was the New York Rangers clue for some reason. Because mm. oh, okay. I forget that that even happened, but for some reason I'm like, oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, I heard the four teams. I can tell you trades they were involved in back in the day. If you want to know those types of info, so like what kind of trades? Well, I'm just saying if they were in a trade, I could tell you what the trade was. Okay. Um, well, aside from the he was in a couple trades. trades. <laughs> He's he in a few trades for sure. I think it was just the one. Really? Two. He was a fucking free agent signing everywhere he went. Two, three, four. Played for a million teams, didn't he? Four free agents. I'm agent, not trying to help Mike, Four free agents and one waiver. <laughs> Holy. Yeah, yeah, I could see the waiver playing for sure. He fucking that was sucks. the Rangers. <laughs> he fucking sucked. Okay, Mike. You got five uh, clues to play with here. I don't, I don't even know what would help me at this well, point. Well, just, just keep asking. You know, you're, you're, you're getting nothing for, for giving up now. Yeah, that's or you true. get nothing for asking for more help. So. Okay. Uh, okay. Sure. Not... Give me, give me another. Give me the trade he was in the one trade. Okay. The first or the second? Oh, I thought you said there was one. There's two trades. The second trade. And he was traded to the Islanders by Edmonton for Eric Brewer, Josh Green, and a second round choice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not great. <laughs> second round choice is Brad Winchester for what it's worth. <laughs> He got traded for Eric fucking Brewer. Josh Green in the second round. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. That's the whole trade. What year was that? 2000. At the draft. Whole, the Islanders made that trade? I don't know who made the trade. Like, it was... No, but Eric Brewer went to Edmonton in that trade. Yeah. Right? Jesus. Fuck. What a ripoff. <laughs> Eric Brewer played for the Olympic team. This other guy sucks. Jesus fucking crazy. I think at the time he did not suck. but I'm trying so hard not to say his name, too. Yeah. Like, I was just genuinely shocked right there. All right, Mike, come on. What else What else you need, baby? You got three points left? You got four. I got four. How many points can I use to call, phone a friend? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> oof. I'm going to call my buddy Eric Brewer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy. He's got a lot of info on that. So who did you get traded? I'm going to call my, my good Wawa buddy Chris Simon, who played with yeah. Brewer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Do you want the nationality? Sure. Czechoslovakian. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're down to three clues. That was never going to help. Well, <laughs> him sitting here isn't going to help him either. Uh, okay, was he... No, you already said he sucks, so he wasn't inducted to the Hall of Fame. 
Um, I, on the record, don't think he sucked. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, not, not, not that that's not, not that trying to persuade there was, you. There was no Eric Brewer, he, that's for sure. He had more points this season than Eric Brewer ever came close to. Well, Eric Brewer was a defensive. Do you remember Eric Brewer? Yeah. Uh, was Wasn't he great. left or right deep? Uh, he was a left shot, so I'm going to assume shot. left-handed. Okay. Left, left side. You got two clues left, Mike. This is really crumb, crumbling around you. Yeah, it's, it's not going well. Did he ever get more than 40 points in a season? Many times. Many times. Yeah. Okay. Any Slovakian Calgary Flame defenseman coming to mind? It's odd man. I really don't know. Okay, well, you're down to one <laughs> clue here. So after after the, you just give me a guess because you, you're not going to get anything. I don't even have a guess, man. I can't, even, I can't even think of who it would be. All right. I have no idea. That's it? That's it, man. Okay. Uh, it was Roman Hammerlick. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. First overall pick. Yeah, I never already got that, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. One, two, now three, four, five, six. Six seasons of uh, 40 points or more. He, he didn't suck. Yeah, I don't think he sucked either. Oh, well. All right. All right, uh, Brutes, uh, do you want the player or the team? My player's there. Brewer. Uh, I will take the uh, the player as per as per okay. usual. All right, this one is Brandon Davidson. Oh yeah, he played for three, at least. Anyway, he was an Oiler. That's a point. He was a Canadian. That's two points. Flames. Yeah, he played seven games for the Flames last year. That's 21 points to two for Mr. Brutes. <clears throat> Mike, Mikey, I need a big one from you here, buddy. Okay, yeah. you ready? Yeah. All right, I got your player ready. You want the name or do you want the uh, situation that he was uh, in? No, give me the player because that didn't work out too All right, Andrew Castles. Andrew Castles. Okay. Uh, Canadian? Yeah. Do you play on the Jets? No. No. I, I would have guessed that, actually, though. Yeah? Yeah. Sounded familiar. Uh, Leafs? No. No. That was your three. You can keep going if you want. Uh, what am I at? Zero? You're at one. One? Yeah. Oh. You're down by 20. Win the next You're round, down by so 20. I'm cutting. I'm cutting. That's yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we were looking for the Calgary Flames. Okay. And the Vancouver Canucks. Mm. I, was, I was thinking Canucks. Hmm. No, there's only, the flames, there's only so many to choose from. So, All right, Brutes, what do you want? Uh, I, I will take the player. All right, the player is Brad Warenka. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Brad Warenka? Yep. Can I get a spelling on W-E-R-E-N-K-A. That's exactly what I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's how you spell Warenka. I just don't know who he is. Um, wow. Big turning point here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I'm not lying when I say I actually don't know who that is. Um, so there's no way he's he's super recent. So uh, I'm gonna go with the Winnipeg Jets of old. That is incorrect. You've lost two points. Oh dear. Do I lose two points every time I get one wrong, or yep. do I lose? Okay. I feel like the I feel like the point structures changed a lot through the course of the game. Oh, but... it's the exact same that it has been from the start. <laughs> so I said the Jets. That was incorrect. Well, there's only so many teams left. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, he sounds like an Oiler. 
I played 42 games for the Oilers. Wawrinka. Yeah, of course. Sounds like a Canuck. No, that's incorrect. I'm going to halt. Okay. <laughs> Brad Wawrinka played uh, 42 games for the Oilers from 92-93 until 93-94. He played uh, 45 games from the Flames from 99 to 2001, and he played 11 games for the Quebec Nordiques in 93-94. So there's the quick history of Brad Waranka. I have his uh, NCAA hockey card. Nice. What country is he from? I think Canada. <laughs> yeah. Two Hills, Alberta. <laughs> Fucking thought he was the Polish wonder. Uh, now, after, after at this point, we've both done five players each. The score is 18-1. to one. Uh, <laughs> Is there any interest in continuing the game? Uh, I can't win, I don't think. <laughs> I am in the lead, so I am—I uh, have no opinion either way. It's up to you, Mike. You want one more to try to hail Mary it? Um, get yourself the full can, ten points to get back into it. I can't get those ten points, buddy. I can get six, and that's not going to do much. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So you're shutting her down. I might shut her down. Mm. I need a beer. That's, that's mm. Okay. Well, it's too bad that uh, Dion Phaneuf was your next player. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that was uh, the True North Strong and Free game. Yeah, which yes. I will be sure to play again down the road with uh, future guests of the podcast. Uh, I hope uh, everyone enjoyed that uh, listening at home. Moving right along because this is uh, this is a long one already. Uh, I got a couple of things to get to. Uh, we got to talk about the Washington Capitals. We got to talk about the Washington Capitals and and the Russian yeah. five, the Russian four, whatever it was. A yeah. uh, hundred thousand dollar fine handed down from the NHL for breaching COVID policies. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin, Dmitry Orlov, Sergei, uh, Ilya Samsonov, and uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov all busted uh, in the same hotel room on the road. Uh, all four of those players are missing four games, the next four games for the Capitals. Um, pretty interesting, in my opinion, in terms of like how this is being handled. Because, like again, I know these guys are they're all in a bubble so to speak, like they're on a team, right, that's supposed yeah. to be abiding by a bubble. But, like, if you're in a hotel room by yourself um, and then the next day you get up and you go to practice at the arena, what's the difference at 7 a.m. for practice or 12 a.m. Uh, hotel get-together yeah. where you're that much of risk to your teammates. This is where I'm very confused. Yeah. There, there doesn't seem ha, to be. Has there been any clarification from the league as to how these guys are allowed to, like, are they supposed to just show up at their hotel room, sit down, and stay there for fucking 12 hours until they can leave again? I guess. This is, this was baffling. Like, I look, I'm, I'm all for, like, keeping these guys safe and making sure that we're handling this pandemic properly and everything like that. But, like, yeah. you're telling me that this wouldn't have happened the next day anyway? Well, exactly. They're going to see each other the next day. Yeah. I think in Ovechkin's statement, he even said, we should have done that at the the arena facilities as opposed to in our hotel rooms. So if they were going to do it sure. in the arena in a room, hang To me, it's room, just like, room, what, what, what's the difference? Exactly. You know? I think maybe it's the the NHL fine, the Washington Capitals, what, $100,000? $100, yeah. So it's a perception it's, thing, and I, I get that. Drawing it's... a line in the sand and saying, we're not going to tolerate anything. Because sure. um, the NBA, they had a litany of issues right off the hop. Yeah, and, and that's um, fine. Guys going to strip clubs, and they, they weren't doing much about it. Yeah. Kind of just, so I think this is the NHL saying, no matter what it is, we're not going to tolerate it. 
and I, I, I 100% agree with like the no toleration thing, but like the difference for me is um, there's no indication that these guys left the hotel. They were already yeah. in the hotel. So like if, if you want to be as safe as you can be as the NHL, well, maybe we should be renting uh, one room at 30 different hotels for 30 different guys then. Right. Right. Is that what we have to do? Is that, is that the, you, the, the excess that we have to take this, you know, yeah. uh, level of preparedness uh, about fighting the, the, uh, the, the whole COVID uh, at this point? It's, it's a little ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Brutes has been pretty, uh, pretty solid on this so far. You've just been uh, waiting in the background uh, to, to strike. Yeah, it's fucking it's really <laughs> stupid. <laughs> there it is. It's fucking really dumb. Um, like it's just it's super hypocritical, right? And it's it's not like uh, it's not like I'm saying that they shouldn't be doing everything they can to try to make this as safe for every player and everyone involved. But how does it make any earthly sense to have them playing games and interacting with each other and doing everything like normal, but they're not allowed to hang out in their hotel rooms. And I had no idea. Yeah. I genuinely had no fucking clue till this happened that they weren't hanging out in their hotel rooms together. Like I assumed that they're in each other's bubble. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't get it. If you're, if you're forcing them to do nothing but fucking quarantine when they're home, other than go and come back and go to the rink. And that's all they're allowed to do on the road. Like, shouldn't they be allowed to hang out with each other though? Like still, like I don't get it. And, all and, the same yeah, it, and that's the thing is, it's just like, how is this any different than them being in the dressing room or anything together? Like I get, I get, like I get the effort, but it's even the whole thing of putting this, like the divider between the stalls and the dressing room. Like, give me a fucking break. Like it, it, it's it. it's nice, it's nice effort. Yeah. Why not do it? I'm not saying don't do that, but. The reality of that stopping anything is is zero. fucking zero. zero. Like there's not. They, they sit on the bench, shoulder to shoulder, talking and spitting. They spitting spit all everywhere. over each other. You spit, spit everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. It's <laughs> fucking. There are dudes literally fucking wrestling each other in the games tonight, having yeah. full blown fist fights. Yeah, exactly. They're not even on the same team. Yeah. Not and you're telling me guys that are on the same team for conceivably the whole year, and if they get traded, they have to fucking quarantine anyway. Yeah. That they're not allowed to hang out in each other's hotel room together. That's fucking batshit insane. Yeah. It is complete overkill. And don't get me wrong, like I'm I'm not I'm not saying that they shouldn't be taking efforts to do whatever they can to try to, you know create as much distance, I guess, as possible. But this doesn't do anything. Like the fine tells teams they're not fucking around. And you're probably not going to see a lot of instances of this happening this year, I would imagine. Most teams are going to take it seriously. But to be quite honest with you, it is so close to basically putting them in a bubble as it is anyway that they should have just fucking done that then if that's what they yeah, wanted to do. Exactly. So to me, this is uh, it's giving the players the illusion of freedom without actually giving them any freedom. It's, that's, it's just insane. Yeah, and like to like I'll, I'll I'll just touch to the credit of the league where I think that there's been a pretty impressive job done in comparison to the other sports leagues in terms of keeping the numbers down. Yeah. But if this is what it takes 
you know that that's a that's a pretty eye opening realization from the league that we expect our players to you know follow these guidelines this strictly like you know Barry, Gary Bettman talked about how he, he uh, I was never going to ask I was never going to ask them to go back in a bubble it's like well you pretty much are if if this is yeah. what it's like that's so it yeah um pretty shocking stuff and you know like I, I'm I'm I can only imagine how it's it's being looked at from the the players around the league and everybody else that maybe wasn't totally 100% sure where the line was uh, uh, moving into this season. But um, speaking of uh, not being sure where the line is, Mike Babcock. Uh, back. <laughs> See? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. 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 You go one for three, you still have a 333 uh, ball game. You know, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good batting average, mm. really. Um, League leading. If yeah, you well, there it is. Lead off guy. Uh, Mike Babcock. <laughs> Babcock. Uh, back in the uh, NHL face, he's going to be uh, doing some uh, uh, commentary. Not commentary. He's going to be doing some. Uh, what is it? Not not an, an analysis, I guess, for your NBC. He is a studio analyst. Analyst, much That's, in the way yeah. that uh, all your favorites, such as Anson Carter and Keith Jones, are. Joe, Jimmy Roenick, you know, uh, Don Cherry, formerly Nick Kiprios. Yeah. Uh, so he he's gonna be back with NBC, I believe, this weekend uh, as as we speak. Uh, he'll yeah, be, he'll be doing he'll be doing some, some well, stuff for them. Yeah, I guess it will have already happened by the time this comes up. But. And um, obviously, the big thing was like mm-hmm. this is a guy that we haven't heard from since he was fired by the Leafs, and uh, all the reports that came out about him after the fact. Um, now, there's no indication here. Like, there's 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 I don't think anyone should be jumping the gun in terms of saying like. You know he's he's off the hook and he's he's back and he's gonna be coaching again in a week. Like he he very clearly is taking a a, a step aside from uh, what he's known for, what he's made his career in. He's trying something new out, and uh, in doing so, he had to come out and you know face the music. And he had an interview with Pierre LeBron that was uh, uh, reported on on the Athletic. Pierre LeBron, and he addressed. The Mitch Marner situation. He addressed uh, his coaching philosophy, Johan Lar- uh, not uh, Johan Franzen, and uh, almost instantaneously there was a uh, backlash uh, of people uh, speaking out against him and how um, he doesn't, you know, deserve a spot in the league anymore. And like we're talking within seconds of the article going up. So, like, uh, for every person that I'm sure did go out and spend the time to read the article and understand the situation, there was another person that just saw it. and Oh, Mike Babcock, and and, and didn't want to take the time to read the article and has no idea what they're talking about, but still felt the need to to voice their opinion. Um, So I guess we'll take a a temperature reading of the room here to begin, but... um, where do you come down on the idea of, of Mike Babcock's future in the NHL? I think I, I, I think this is fine. I'm I'm fine with this. I was I'm never I wasn't a Leafs fan when all this drama happened with Babcock and Marner. Although I agree, it was total, it was total fucking bullshit what he did to Marner. What did what did he what did he say? You said uh, they so asked the him about the Marner? report the report back when he got fired was that um, in in Marner's rookie season, uh, Babcock made him come up with a list 
of, yeah. of players and rank them in terms yeah, yeah. of their effort level yeah. and then read it out in front of the whole room. Yeah. Was, no, was but, how it was presented to us a couple years ago. No, but what did uh, he say when they asked him about that? Uh, he he talked. He, he said that it wasn't in front of the whole room. Oh, he had yeah. released this to uh, a separate player, uh, one of the leaders in the dressing room, Tyler Bozak, who I'm, I'm sure would have released that information to the rest of the right. team. Right. Yeah. And, and he took ownership. You know, in the article, he talks about, you know, that that's on me. It should never have gotten to that level. As soon as I brought it up with, with Bozak, I knew it was an issue, and, and he sought the, the counsel of Brendan Shanahan, Lou Lamorello, and was directed to do certain things in a certain way, and yeah. and this is how it's handled. So there's there's conflicting sides to the report. Yeah. What happened with Mitch Marner, what didn't happen with Mitch Marner, um, two sides to every story, I suppose. So, yeah. uh, you know, to this point, there's been no response yet from anyone that was involved with that team that season yada yada but that's more or less the the idea there so yeah um i'm fine with it i think if there was a way that he would ever step back into the game it would have to be this way i don't think any team would take him on with the heat that's still around him right now it's nowhere near laid low long enough for for any of that to be swept under the rug and i don't think he should be in any position of power anytime soon um, I, so yeah, I think this is the only way he can come back in, and I really, I really don't see him getting back into a management position or a, a, any any kind of position of power like that for a long time, hmm. if ever. Yeah, in my opinion. Mike Mike Babcock back in the uh, NHL eye as an analyst. Uh, I have no problem with him really being an analyst, just because. Uh, uh, Again, NBC still employs worse people. So, whatever. I mean, I you know what? Honestly, I have a tendency to kind of forget about the Johan Franzen thing because uh, when it happened, I don't think everyone reacted properly to it. Like, I, th- I felt like that got swept under the rug. And maybe it's just because I'm a Leaf fan or maybe it's just because Marner's still in the league and the, that whole thing happened more recently. But I hear constantly about the Marner thing. And I got to be honest with you. I I really don't care about the thing that happened with Mark. Like I really never saw that anything other than just a complete error in judgment. And I genuinely believe him when he says that it was a decision that just got out of hand. And I don't know if it maybe happened the way he describes it in the article either. Like I'm sure something else was there. Like I don't know. I don't. I just don't. I don't understand at all. He has a fucking degree in psychology. I don't understand at all why you would ever get a player to do that, why, how that is even a fucking useful exercise at all. But regardless, I don't view that as bullying either. Like, I don't I don't think that's what he meant to do there. So I, I really don't give a shit about that part of it. It's hard to ignore the Franzen thing, though. Like, that's really hard to ignore, because why why would why would Franzen ever make up anything like that? It's And it's not even like he said, you know, I, I hate him. He was terrible to me kind of thing. He yeah. he literally said he's the worst person I've ever met in my life. I have nightmares about him still. Pretty pretty heavy allegations. Yeah. So it's it's if that's how he feels, that's one thing. And if it were just friends, and then that's one thing. But when you've got a lot of his other former players who have always kind of never had great things to say about him, and as time continues to go on, we have more and more people who don't you know what i mean have the best things to say about him so um my thought is that i don't see him 
I don't see him as a realistic coaching option anytime soon. I, I think I did for a while, but the more I really think about the Franzen thing and the more I think uh, teams reflect on that information, I don't see it happening. As an analyst, though, I, I don't care. I, I've heard a lot of people say that uh, they don't really get how he's going to be um, great on TV because he, he he's not that well-spoken or something like that. And that's not one thing I'm ever going to take away from Mike Babcock. That guy's pretty fucking well-spoken uh, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, maybe he doesn't use the best word choices, but he certainly uh, speaks with confidence. And I think we'll actually be okay, at least in an analyst role. But I, I don't care. I don't watch NBC. I really don't give a shit who they have because they um, continually trotted Jeremy Roenick out and, and <laughs> Mike Milbury, who would trash women on the air. And then their next game, they'd be like, oh, yeah, by the way, we got a female analyst. Isn't that cool? No, not really. You guys don't give a shit. So, uh, I don't know. NBC sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they can do whatever they want, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a I don't know. It, it's terrible. It's a weird line for me because like I I, I hear the Johan Franzen thing, and I'm not coming on here, and I'm not saying that what Johan Franzen felt was disingenuous or that he uh, made anything up. Um, I'm just going to tell you some facts. Uh, Johan Franzen had two coaches in his professional career. One was Mike Babcock. Um, is it possible that Johan Franzen just never had a shitty coach? Like not, not even like a shitty coach, but like just a coach that was hard on him. Played for one guy in Sweden for most of his career. Mike Babcock, his entire career in Detroit in the NHL. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, like there's no one else that I'm I'm seeing coming off of the Detroit Red Wings saying like, oh yeah, I had nightmares about the guy. Like, yeah, okay, maybe you were harder on Johan Franzen, maybe you weren't. Maybe Johan Franzen was affected by these things where other people weren't. Like, does, does one player out of uh, uh, a team a monster make? I'm not sure. I'm not here to make that that call. I don't know what was said. I'm, I'm not going to speculate on that. Um, I just I don't wonder why it wasn't addressed earlier. Um, you know, like obviously the Mitch Marner thing comes out, and and then we're gonna bring up these these past issues. It's you know what what's Mike Dobkock supposed to do at that point? Like if if I, I feel like he's the type of guy that would address a situation if it was brought to him, you know, then and there, or the GM came to Mike Dobkock and said, you know what, this is what I'm hearing from some of our players. I'd like you to address it because he, he's always seemed to have that sort of you know, role in terms of speaking out against certain issues, uh, specifically mental health, that it would be weird for him to actively avoid trying to make amends with a player or anyone involved with the game for that matter. So um, the Franson thing is, is, is definitely serious. I'm not trying to downplay the significance of it. It's just it, it seems to be an outlier in terms of the, the, the grander scheme of Mike Babcock's career. And if, you know, if, if there's some, some truth to the matter, then, then I would hope Mike Babcock would come out and be upfront about that, knowing, you know, the, his position on, on, like I said, like mental health and everything like that. Like the, if he takes it as seriously as he does, I would expect him to come out and, and, you know, well, ad, admit to those faults. And it's, it's either one of those things, right. Where he's, uh, where he genuinely, he either is, 
the worst person ever and can be an absolute massive fucking hypocrite on one end with his with his mental health uh, contributions and yet show no fucking remorse on the Johan Franzen thing and show no recognition for being, uh, you know, terrible to people, blah, 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 all that stuff. Uh, or you're right, and it is just a few instances. Some players took them way too hard or way too the wrong way, or 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 it's possible he even just was horrible to Johan Franzen. Specifically. And right. maybe yeah, not yeah, yeah. him almost all of his other players. Like, I don't know. Um, you know, I... I, I I think there's enough people now where um, a lot of them sort of question how he is kind of thing that that makes me sort of think that there is something to it. Uh, Does that really bar him from being a coach ever again in the league? I don't think it does, at least not at this stage. John John Torrell is still a coach. He didn't do anything. Well, yeah, he didn't do anything Bill Peters level, right? So it's... it's, Um, you know, he's never done anything com- completely <laughs> fucked up uh, that we all know about anyway, and sure. that it's, it's a complete fact. So, you know, the Marner thing, I, I toss that aside. I don't really give a shit about that. I don't think that that's anything. But, um, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't very comfortable for Mitch Marner, but that's not something that I would think about beyond the next day, really. Uh, maybe when I'm 18, 19, I would have, but I, I don't I don't. I don't think that way now, so it's easy for me to say, I guess. But sure, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Um, I don't know. I, I I didn't read the article. Um, I heard enough about it that it just it was nothing I was ever going to gain from reading it, kind of thing. Um, you know, he's unfortunately someone that I looked up to for quite a while that I I don't really anymore. But um, you know, they can put him on air and they can have him do whatever he wants. But he had to do that sort of thing if he ever wanted to get back behind a bench. And I don't, I don't really think his message was, uh, got, came across. And unfortunately he's going to have to say a lot of the right things, I think on TV and probably do a similar article like that again, one day where he actually apologizes to these people, yeah. um, before he's really going to get a serious crack. Um, but it's hard to say it's the NHL. He might just get hired because he's the best available coach and, um, yeah. in some team's eyes, and he might be coaching the fucking Florida Panthers in a few months or something. Who knows? Something I take with a grain of salt as well is uh, Mike Babcock, uh, not the editor of the Athletic. So um, who knows what was left in or left out, and uh, all, all for the convenience of uh, getting your clicks. So um, yes or no, real quick, uh, Mike Wern, Mike Babcock, ever coach again? No. Birds? Mm, I'm going to go no. I, I'm still going to say no. How old is he? 58, probably. And go 58. 57. He's going to come back at the age of like 64 because some team's going to be desperate and that'll be his, his last year coaching. So I'll say yes. Yeah, he's, he's somehow he's going to end up coaching Patrick Line one day. Hmm. That's my bold prediction. <laughs> Okay, um, so we've got one more uh, fun thing that we're going to get to here at the end of the 100th episode of the podcast, uh, a little game that we like to play. Overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite uh, guests in Laced Up podcast history. No, I'm joking. Could you imagine? Uh, who's your least favorite Laced Up guest, Brutes? Well, it's Mike Warden. Here's Wait, why. we're doing an overrated, underrated camera. Oh, we are definitely not. Uh, oh. We've got one more game. I was just oh, making the overrated, serious. underrated, favorite, least favorite joke. Sorry, I didn't repair. I didn't repair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have your underrated uh, Laced Up guest? <laughs> 
Fuck no, we can do that. <laughs> that no, no, we no. do it. I am not picking a least favorite waste <laughs> up guest. Overrated. No, I I could. So overrated, I'll go. Uh, uh, phrase. <laughs> and and here's why is the the audio quality was terrible. So the guy that. comes so on, he's telling us that like there's no way I'm gonna win this election, and then he goes up and wins the fucking election. <laughs> like it's two two microphones and. One of them was right in front of Phrase's face, and whenever um, you or I are talking, all you can hear is Phrase breathing. <laughs> so I think yeah. that's our most overrated guest, mm. for sure. Okay, no, we got the game. Mike Wern. Underrated, uh, I'll go Aaron Pecha. Said a lot of the right things, I thought. He was pretty good. Mike Wern, you've got a game for Favorite, us. Favorite, I'll go Cam Thomas. I thought he was knowledgeable. <laughs> I thought he taught us a lot about rock and roll. This is a great gimmick. And that <laughs> perhaps uh, I'd like to have him on again. And, of course, your least favorite, Beep! Well, it, it's, it's Asia because I wasn't oh, in that episode. Wow. wow I wasn't wow, in the episode. That's why. Wow. wow I didn't wow, get to wow, talk wow, to Asia, wow, so I was mad about that. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. All right, take, I was upset I wasn't t- Take it away, Mike Warren. Taking it away. And we are... Oh, wow. Taking it away. Well, that's the wrong theme, buddy. <laughs> Still the wrong theme. <laughs> you gotta get the intro. You want the intro? I got the intro. You got the intro? Wait. There it is. There, yeah, you got it. There it is. This is... We're playing Jeopardy, folks. Welcome to Jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Alex. What can I say? (laughs) I I had no idea that our 100th episode was going to be introducing the new host of Jeopardy, but yeah, <laughs> it actually is Mike Wern is. of Smoke and Mirrors, Airedale, and uh, and of the Laced Up Hockey Podcast yeah. uh, Academy Award Predictions episodes is where you might know Mike from. Also, Congrats on the new gig, my guy. Thank you. Uh, also, I was in another episode uh, behind the scenes, which is my favorite cameo of all of them so far. Yeah, you're just back there pissing, like, yeah, just flames, flames are losing or something, and we're recording, and... Just yeah. every every fucking ten minutes, just, oh fuck sakes, yeah. you know, just in the background there. Who was on the show, John? I think John. I don't think it was John. I think no, it was Rich. Oh, was I thought. Who? It was that episode where Mike's in the background. Yeah. It was just. Yeah. It was just well, I thought there was. Oh, a, I thought there was no. someone else that came yeah, from the division, but I could be wrong. No. In any case. Anyways, we're playing Jeopardy, boys. Bruce is excited. I can. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I I like Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, I watched some of that in quarantine. That's good. Had to watch something. It will not help you here. I watched 19 seasons of Hell's Kitchen, and that, that <laughs> I forget about that. That's how long that was, folks. I forget that I watched all of Hell's Kitchen uh, because it was not even the most of the things that I watched kind of thing. Oh, yeah, brutal. Yikes. It's terrible. Anyways, so we have six categories, and those categories are... <laughs> the oh, one... The only one started here, ended there. The Great White North. The Oscar goes to. Oh fuck yeah! Poopery, Popery, <laughs> and Happy One Hundred. 
Oh, wow. As a celebration of the 100th Laced Up podcast episode. I was kind of hoping you would uh, do a shout-out to SNL and uh, um, Will Ferrell's version of Alex Trebek and put Potent Potables as one of the uh, categories, but Potent Potables every time. <laughs> I'll take the titch now for 400 <laughs> No, that's Let It Snow. <laughs> Now, You'd like um, that, wouldn't you, Trebek? Now, now, Mike, how are we supposed to ring in? Uh, so you'll be ringing in using your flashlights on your phones, so you'll each flash me. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's aggressive for the listeners at home. There there will be a video component released uh, on YouTube. Thank God. Yeah. Um, all the so flashing. Yeah, turn your flashlight on. First one to... Uh, like flash, turn the light on at me. Now, do we have to wait for you to read the whole question, or can we flash in whenever? Any point, any point. Okay, now if you get a... the way I'm, you guys can probably read it faster than what I'm. That's saying. fair. So ring in whatever okay. you like as okay. soon as you see the question. Okay. Um. Yeah. If you obviously Jeopardy rules, if you get the question right, the dollar value of that question is added to your score, and if you get it wrong, it is subtracted. After uh, five, depending on your guys' score, after five questions. That's when the daily doubles will come in. Ooh. And a daily double, you can wager however much you want. Wow. And if you get the question right, you get what you wager. If you get the question wrong, you lose what you wager. Uh, at the end, there'll be Final Jeopardy, which is uh, kind of an audio component. Audio. Look so at Mike Wern. It'll be interesting. Audio sure visual presentation presented by Smoke yeah. and Mirrors. Wow. So you can wager however much you want at the Fuck. end. If you're losing, you can go for the win. I feel like our budget for the year is shot. <laughs> yeah. Like this this must cost us like $1,000. Oh, that's it. it. It took me and every other guest of the podcast multiple hours to come up with all these questions. Wow. To bring to you guys. Well, Asia, I'm sorry I chirped you. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Shout out to all previous guests. Um, everyone shipped in a question, which brings me to my next. Except, except, points. except for Cole Turbide, who sent me his questions, and I specifically <laughs> asked him to send them to Mike, <laughs> and he sent me like four <laughs> questions on Twitter DM. Oh, it was like no. I didn't have the heart to tell him like, you know what? Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, close, but um, yeah, that's yeah. on me. Um, also. Jordi Armiento sent me a question, but it is not really a question, and I can't work it into Jeopardy. So we'll do it now. Okay. Um, he says, here's my not-so-trivia question for uh, Brutes and James. What happened in Game 7 of the 2013 NHL playoffs between the Leafs and the Bruins? Where were you, and who were you staying with? Oh, fuck. Uh, I'm really glad we don't have to answer that question. Well... He... Well, because that's that's specifically uh, catered for me. Yeah, he, he specifically says they will both know what happened, and Coop's answer should be in the bar in Jamaica rooming. <laughs> yeah, I was I was literally staying with Jordi Armiento, uh, and I remember like I guess while while we're telling the story, I remember sitting in the bar uh, discussing the game where uh, the next morning, Matt was just letting the league fans fucking have it and me sitting there being like yeah man but look at our fucking future man we're gonna be so sick we have joffrey lupel and clark MacArthur and fucking jake gardner and <laughs> dion Phaneuf and james reimer and i think about that rant almost every day 
yeah. how wrong I was. Yeah. Well, thanks, and Jordy, was, for the uh, submission. Yeah. Big Just fan. had to work them in. I managed yeah. to work in everyone, even if you gave me three questions and I was only able to work in one. I tried my best. So. Yeah, I think Asia sent 16. <laughs> yeah, she sent a lot. <laughs> you know what? She's which, my which favorite works. guest, yeah. actually. The more I think about it, she's my favorite. All right, so who goes first here, Mike? Um, so I didn't think about that. Wow. Um, okay, pick a number between 1 and 10, fellas. I got it in my head right now. I'll go 7. Okay. I'm going to go number 4, Roman Hamilick. Right on the right. <laughs> it wasn't for Hamilick, but it was number 4. Fuck, I was thinking former flame Ian White. Wow. Okay. I would have nailed it. Um, okay, choose your category. Okay. I, uh, Mike, I'm going to take the Great White North for $100. Ooh, Great White North for $100. Good pizza at Boston Pizza. Canadian hockey icon Don Cherry once appeared in a tragically hit music video for this song. James. Uh, would that be the darkest one? Yes. That is nice. It. That is it. So nice. Hundred bucks for Jimmy. Not a big now, Mike, you're uh, you're actually paying us this uh, total prize winnings at the end of the uh, episode, right? Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. Good. Me good. And I need the money. Millions and millions and right. millions of dollars. So that's plus one hundred for you. I like how you're using a pen and paper. Uh, <laughs> all my other resources are being used. Hey, you're the boss. So, um, and for that, you get hundred dollars. Millions and millions. Yeah, I'm not a big music video guy, to be quite honest with you. Like even my favorite bands, like like you know, the Trailer Park Boys are also in the same video. Is it the same one? I know they're in one. Yeah. Oh wow! I love that. Thank you so (laughs) much. That's that's fantastic. Okay, so James, you're now up again. Um, Okay. Um, let's stick with the uh, the uh, the yeah. You get that back. Up to where you want it. Uh, the Great White North for 200. Okay, making their debut on the international hockey stage, representing Canada in 1994. This athlete has complete, competed in five Winter Olympics, winning four gold medals and one silver medal. This athlete also competed in the Summer Olympics for for softball. I think I know this, Canada. but oh no, buzzed in first. This question was from Asia Vass, and the last question was from Cam Thomas. By the way. Okay. And fruits mm-hmm. rang in first. Yeah. So, what is your answer? Well, I did the classic mistake of not uh, reading the whole question before I uh, I buzzed in. So, I was going to say who is Haley Wickenheiser, but I don't know okay. that she ever played softball. That is correct. All right, that is correct. Yeah, Thank fun you. note. Yeah, one one uh, Summer Olympics on the Canadian softball. Mm, good, good. So cool story. Okay. And now Bruce. I'm just gonna be quick on the buzzer every time and yeah. just hope for the best. Right. You know? That's a bold strategy. Just gonna look for a buzzword in the question. Right. The best. Right. Okay, Bruce, um, Yeah, it's me, I guess. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna go uh, four hundred, the Oscar goes two. The Oscar oh, goes 400. two hundred nice. down there. Yeah. This actor became the first to win an Academy Award for portraying a comic book character. Brought to you by Mike Cookson. When the hell was Mike Cookson ever on the he show? He was never on the show, oh. but he helped me come up with some questions. Because, Interesting. Uh, uh, Brutes rang in first for 400 Yeah, I'm going to go Heath Ledger for the Dark Knight. Heath wow. Ledger, Dark Knight. Yeah, that's yeah. a good call. Is correct. Select again. I'll go the Oscar goes two for 800 The Oscar goes two for 800 This was the first woman to win the Academy Award for Best Director. He's got that buzzer going over there. Yeah, buzzing quick. Okay, Brutes? I'm going to go Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow is correct. The Hurt Locker for $800. Brutes coming out with an early lead, and you also get to select your next category. I'll go... uh, 
the Oscar goes to for 200. The Oscar goes to for 200. The most recent film to win a record tying 11 Academy Awards. Cool. What I thought was hard and easy might be all fucked up with the Do we do we all time do we time out? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I guess yeah, we will. Do, yeah. Actually, yeah. So record tying 11. <laughs> I'm not even going to take a stab okay, at that. Okay, I'll count that as a timeout. Okay. Sure. Um it is Lord of the Rings the Return of the King mm. 2003. Oh. Wow. So how does that work if we time out? I, I can't it just goes back to you. I'll go the Oscar goes to for a thousand. Okay. Since the two hundred dollar one went so well. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Eh? <laughs> okay, the only cinematographer to win three consecutive Best Cinematography Academy Awards. Bruce rang in. Uh, I don't even know that it's the answer, but I'm just gonna. Oh, oh I was shit. I was gonna go Richard Dawkins. I okay. would have been wrong. Anyway. The answer came up on the okay. thing there, but yeah, I would have said Richard eyes. Dawkins. <laughs> okay, so that is wrong. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Obviously. So that's minus a thousand for you. Perfect. And we'll get that off the board. Oh, are we now tied down? I have, you're winning I have, by a hundred. I have no idea what the score is. <laughs> well, I had twelve hundred, but I lost a thousand because I was greedy with yes. Richard Dawkins. What what is the score there, Mike? You're at one hundred and Brutes is at four hundred. Mm. Okay. And it's your pick. James. No. No? He got it goes it back to Yeah, it goes back to him. Oh, if I get it wrong, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. But you also oh, chose guess. not to buzz it, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Ah. Um, well, let's go the Oscar goes to for 100. I yes. guess. Finish the category. For 100. This film recently made history as being the first foreign language film to win the Best Picture Award. Yeah. Bruce Rayan. Uh, that'll be Parasite. That's Parasite. What is Parasite? Right. Yeah, let's get our, uh, our format <laughs> yeah. into oh, it. Oh, no. Should we yeah. deduct all of our points wow. until now? Uh, I'm really glad that the uh, Academy uh, guest for the past two seasons has uh, come up strong with his Oscar category. And now that's off the board and we can get to the little hockey questions. Yeah, we can get to the hockey. Good, good. I don't know. Much well, it's not all hockey. hockey. There's some that's not. Oh, I, I, I had to try to bank as big of a lead as I could. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I would be very good on the buzzer either, but I guess I've, I've buzzed in pretty quick. So Yeah, you've been, um, been triggered. Yeah, you know what? Started here, ended there. Sounds interesting. Let's do that for 100. Okay, started here, ended there. Starting with the Nor Norwood Vipers of the Allen Cup Hockey League in 2014, this 43-year-old netminder ended his short professional hockey career after a magical win with the Carolina Hurricanes over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Little wordsy there, uh, uh, Rodzi. Brought to you by Rodrigo Alvarez. I guess I should be waiting until the question's been read, probably. We asked that ahead of time. I'm reading for the guests. You guys can read as well. I'm going to say it's probably David Ayers. David Ayers is correct for 100. How old was that Jorge Alves guy, though, that was in their net the one game there? You remember that? No. They played a backup goalie for like the final 19 seconds a few years ago. Oh. You remember that? Yeah, I remember his name. I don't but remember yeah. how old he was. Yeah. I think he was younger. I'm just trying to think if he was older or younger yeah. than David Ayers. I wish Bob Essence played a game. Uh, I'll go started here, ended there for 200. 
This Brazilian-born defenseman got Jesus his NHL Christ. start with the Calgary Flames in 1999. It's really true what they say about Jeopardy, eh? Like a lot of people, like they know the answer, they just don't <laughs> buzz in quick enough. Yeah, it's uh, Ended his professional career with the Los Angeles Kings in 2014. It's, it's, yeah, it just depends, like when they hear that buzzword, right? I heard right. that buzzword, Brazilian-born. Brazilian uh, yeah. Who is Robin Regeer? Who is Robin Regeer? Is correct for two hundred dollars. Wow. What's the score? Um. Six. 800 to 100. Great. I only have 800. <laughs> <laughs> you, you lost a thousand. <laughs> All right. Okay, and you're up again there, Bruce. Um, started here, ended there for four for 400. Started here, ended there. This Thunder Bay born netminder played 93 NHL games starting with the Oilers in 1998 to 99. And ended with the Blackhawks. John Chosick. 2003-2004. You might know me from gas station boner pills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bruce. Right sort of makes you wonder why these guys have to take uh, sexual enhancement drugs in the first place. It's almost like they're taking something that diminishes their. Yeah, thanks, John. Um, who is Steve Passmore? Steve Passmore. Uh, is that, right yeah, that would be for four hundred. I'll go. Uh, started here, ended there for eight hundred. May as well keep the keep the ball rolling there. I'll avert my eyes. Thank you. <laughs> it's <laughs> not the perfect setup. Nothing to see here. Oh, you're doing fine. It's working good enough. Uh, okay. You know what? Actually, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, a commercial. Yeah, a quick word from Well, we got to talk to the we gotta talk <laughs> the contestants, right? Talk. Yeah. Talk, yeah. I gotta hear some stories from you guys. Uh, <laughs> No, actually, I just have to do something. So, now is a good time as any for me to, to mention in our 100th episode is our uh, is our proud sponsor, uh, Smoke and Mirrors Media. Redfish. Now, James? Walleye. <laughs> when you need photography done, who do you call? Your dad? <laughs> Usually. Yeah. yeah. What if I told you there was a better way? <laughs> What's going on? News media. <laughs> They're a creative media production company. Who's they? Specializing in all together <laughs> in photography and videography. Their services provide creative content for clients that offer extraordinary advertising and exposure opportunities that will help any size or and type of business stand out from the Competition. Jim. I like that exposure is a photography word and mm. a word that you can use to market yourself. That's right. It's That's almost uh, it's a play almost, on words there. It's almost like someone wrote the ad. Right. Uh, whether you're a struggling artist with a small budget or a successful yes. a su successful business, no. <laughs> or a successful business with some extra cash, Smoke and Mirrors Media can extra take your cash. venture to the next level. Professional photography offers your websites and brochures. And social media outlets, the opportunity to shine. Professional videography creates an opportunity that allows potential customers and clients to get an in-depth look into your unique venture. You're getting a little bit of a bigger picture here, James. Well, I don't have any ventures, but I, I get what you're selling. Yeah. You, you understand what you're picking up, what I'm putting down? Uh, trout. More. Oh. <laughs> nope. No, sir. Uh, Smoke and Mirrors doesn't just deal with commercial shoots, but also private accounts as well. You hear that, buddy? There you go. Oh, you so I can hire him to do my 
boudoir shots. So we've been talking for a while about you and your girlfriend getting a bunch of pictures done. When is this happening? Well, I don't know the confines on smoking media, smoking mirrors media on on nudity, but um, people are asking him when he's getting married. He can't commit to a fucking photo shoot. And put on the spot. <laughs> not only, not only that. I have missed the last like twelve photo shoots for coaching. Never mind a, a fucking engagement. <laughs> yeah, session, have you ever made so. a team photo? Once, really? <laughs> Literally once. Did we win? The, was the, that year, the year we won. The year that we did the dab, and I had no idea what a dab was, so I was the only guy not dabbing. Oh, on the photo. yes, yeah. true. Are we gonna dab on this one? What? That's Everyone dabs except for James. That was the team photo. Uh, wedding and engagement photos and family portraits and even more can be available through Smoke and Mirrors Media. Nobody does it better. Visit smokeandmirrorsmedia.ca for more information and follow at smokeandmirrors.media on Instagram for more information. I'm getting pretty good with that Instagram. Man. Like, fuck. It, it took about five takes the first ad we did, but <laughs> yeah. I, I'm nailing it now. I absolutely love the fact that we're playing Jeopardy and we took a break and it was actually a commercial. So yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, well, there's one more commercial left before the end of the episode, so we got to do an everyday oh, laugh. Jesus. So let's see, because I haven't done I haven't done one since they dropped since they dropped us uh, about <laughs> about six months why, ago. Why would they do that, Roots? About six. Yeah, it's almost like the new sponsor was coming from the same source. No. So uh, I'm I wonder if I could do the whole thing from memory. So we'll try maybe. Sure. Maybe we'll try. Mm. Before final. We're making a lot of money in this episode. Sure. Mm. Maybe. All right. And we're back. Uh, so. So this is our contestant, James. Uh, he is from Westport, and he was telling me a very story that uh, made me feel frightened, but he found very funny. Care to elaborate? Well, you know, I, I had a good friend in high school, and uh, he, he lived over near, uh, you know, the, the Westford Bar. I don't know if you're familiar with the Westford Bar. Um, and, and he had a second floor uh, window where, you know, at, at night you'd, you'd hear, you know, certain things. And um, he was no stranger to you know, odd noises, people coming home drunk from the Westford and all this. But uh, the one night he heard uh, a woman screaming. And uh, the next day I woke and, and heard Tell that someone, someone was murdered uh, in, his, in his block. And uh, it was it was a woman, and, and he was quite distraught by the whole thing, and and uh, he he confided this in me, and and I I, I well well Mike was disturbed, and I thought it was funny, so it's all perspective, really. Uh, the idea that he was lying awake bed uh, awake at night, and and and, and felt that fear, um, but then got up the next day and just carried on life as normal. So, yeah. wow. Ain't that something? You didn't think I had it in me, did you? <laughs> and uh, fruits from um, high, high, high button. What does that <laughs> high mean? Button. I uh, I don't know, Mike. I've been with the website for six days. Okay. Thank you for elaborating. Yep. Okay, I'll, back I'll to get, our game. I'll get back to you. Fruits, you were uh, you were up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grab your signaling devices. Uh, let's, uh, let's go the only one for 400. Let's change it up. Yeah, the only, only one. Okay. Is this a Melissa Etheridge category? <laughs> the only one for 400. This current NHL player is the only one in the league to have played for the Smiths Falls. <laughs> oh, Bears no, no, I know. I can't buzz. Oh, I can't buzz. Oh, no, I can't operate my phone. <laughs> <laughs> this question brought to you by Cody Frazier. Oh, no, wait. It's one of two guys. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, go, I'm going Mark Borbietsky. 
Mark Borbiatsky mm. is the right answer. Oh, I almost said Calvin on. I think he just played him. Oh, wow. I almost blew that, though. That's crazy. That's a good question, actually. That's my favorite question so far. That was, that was a good for 400. It's okay. almost like someone submitted it that knew a lot about the Smith Falls mm. Bears, who I mm. wonder who that could have been. Mm. Uh, I'll go the only one for 200. The only one for 200. This player is the only one to have died from a direct result of an on-ice incident during an NHL game brought to you by yeah. Asia Bass. Uh, who is Bill Masterson? Bill Masterson is the correct answer. Mm. It's actually Master Tin. Oh, I said Master Tin. all incorrect. So. so that's 200 points nice. for James. Nice. Wrong. The, the board is mine. Is Wrong. What's the score anyway? No, I don't want to know. Uh, give me one second. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's all good, Mike. Um, three hundred for James. This will all come out in post. Six, eight, twelve, uh, sixteen for Bruce. And I, I do have a question. Mm. Uh, the daily doubles are mixed in still. Yes. Okay. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Cool. We that's what I. That's what crazy. Commercial break. Okay, I'm gonna take uh, the Great White North for one thousand. Mm. Great White Ooh. North for one thousand. In one of Canada's most proud hockey moments, this coach brought home the comeback win against the Soviet Union in the 1972 Summit Series. James, you rang. I did. Um, who is Harry Sandin? That is correct. For 1,000, the comeback is real. Famously not a coach when he was coaching the Team Canada. Interesting. Uh, I will take... The Great White North for 400. The Great White North for 400. Before his NHL career, this Canadian player was the first ever to win a World Juniors gold medal and a World Championship gold medal in the same year. James, you rang in. Uh, who is Jonathan Taves? Jonathan Taves is the correct answer for 400. And you do get to pick again. I will finish the category. You will finish the category. $800, Great White North. 800 Tiger Woods slipped a green jacket over the shoulders of the first Canadian Masters champion, Mike Weir, in what year? Mm. Brutes rang in. What is 2003? 2003 is correct. Oh, that's, yeah, I wasn't sure. that's pretty good. I wasn't sure. I, I was thinking I, it. I, I should mention, too, I rewatched. Uh, the 2019 final round of the Masters today. Nice. Yeah, in you which Tiger some Woods won. And it's worth telling the story because I watched that happen on the couch that is directly beside me at Mike Ward's house. True. Uh, we woke up after a long night of drinking, at like like we're currently having, and uh, it was one of those situations where we sat down on the couch and basically Mike was just like waiting for the commercial break to bring me home. Yeah. And then we sat here and watched golf for seven and a half hours because <laughs> there was no way we were leaving. Like yeah. it was just like, oh, he's still up there. Like he's yeah. still pretty close. You, and I wasn't leaving. Molinari. We saw how this went. Yeah, Molinari dunks the ball on twelve, and it's like, four, okay. Four times. Looks at me. He's like, so you're good to watch the rest of this? It's like, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not going anywhere. So yeah, um, that's uh, that's when we bought a house. And uh, that we didn't that we didn't get we we bought a house and it didn't go through. Let's go uh let's go potpourri for four hundred. Potpourri. 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 The Sabres line that consisted of Rene Robert, Rick Martin, and uh, Gilbert Perot was given. I hit it. Game. It didn't go. Ah, for Matty Fraser. Uh, what is the French connection line? The French connection is Pretty correct. Cool. For Thank you. 
And you're also up again. Uh, I will take uh, Potpourri for 200. Potpourri for 200. In 2014 lockout season, the Toronto Maple Leafs were able to reach the playoffs due to the impact of a trio of enforcers <laughs> consisting of Colton Orr, Mike Brown, and James. I Aaron saw who first. the question was from before I started reading. It. <laughs> and I just little bitch can hold. I just couldn't do it. Oh so my god! Goji. Who is Fraser McLaren? Fraser McLaren is the correct answer for two hundred. Former Arkell's guest of the podcast, uh, Madison Wojciechowski. You love to see it. Do you? Um, I'll take. I do. I'll 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 take the only one for one hundred. The only one for one hundred. Oh. Okay. Never mind. This player was the only one to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1999 from Asia Bass. James. Oh. Uh, who is Wayne Gretzky? Yeah. Wayne Gretzky. That is correct right. for 100 points. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Uh, can I get an update in the score, Mike? Yes, you may. Is that going to change your your selection? It might. Nice. Strategic. I like it. <laughs> You're trying to I've watched. I watched to set me up for a failure with a thousand dollar question at some point. Uh, okay, so no, no, take your time. <laughs> You're at twenty four hundred. I like to hear it. And Coop is also at twenty four hundred. Oh, you hate to see it. Wow, uh, high game. This high is a game. big question. I'll take potpourri for one hundred. Almost like it's time for a commercial. <laughs> potpourri for one hundred. Located in the balmy metro. <laughs> For me? Oh, oh shit! Oh, okay. How nice. much are you going to wager? Oh, we're tied. You're tied at 2,400. Um, I will wager 1,000, Alex. Wow. $1,000 wager. Just for me. All right. And so your question, relax, relax. And your question is: Potvin the cat, Messier the moose. For the... hmm. Well, as a goalie, I'm really upset that Colin DeJackie did not know that it's actually Eddie the Eagle and not Belfour the Eagle. But it is the Eagle. What? Who is the Eagle? True. Thank you. <laughs> who, yeah, who is Eddie the Eagle? I don't know. Yeah. What am I supposed to say here? Who is, who is Edward Johnson Frederick Belfour the Eagle? <laughs> yeah. That is actually uh, his middle name. I have no idea. It's quite the name. <sighs> okay. Commanding okay, um, lead now taken by James. All right. Uh, Alex, I will take happy 100 for 100. Oh, baby. Happy 100 for 100. For the NHL record, Wayne Gretzky has this many consecutive 100-point seasons. James. What is eight? That's incorrect. Mm. Okay. What is 12? That is also incorrect. The answer we were looking for was 13. Jesus. Yeah, pretty insane. Huh. <laughs> Who's that question from? Uh, that was me. Oh, nice. Thanks. Huh. Alex. That was a good one, actually. I like that one. Getting in on the action. Uh, is it back to me? Let me? Yes, it is back to you. You just got to subtract $100 in that total before. Uh, I will take a started here, ended there for 800 Alex. Okay, started here, ended there for 800 Growing up in Halliburton, Ontario, and playing minor hockey with Matt Duchesne, this former 10th overall pick retired in 2016 with the Nashville Predators slash Milwaukee Admirals after being diagnosed with malignant hyperthermia. Fruits. Who is Cody Hodgson? That's correct. For $800, Cody Hodgson. I never would have known that. 
Oh, avert your oh, eyes, oh. folks. Avert oh, your no. eyes. I actually didn't get anything out of that. Mm. Yeah, it's too quick. Mike's not too good with the uh, <clears throat> clicker. I've got a lot going on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's hard to be. Trebek just had to read the questions. You know, you got to like, uh, you know, pony up, <laughs> answer. I sort of feel like Trebek yeah. wasn't doing it off of uh, PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they yeah. they can afford better I technology. Johnny John Gilbert was pulling some weight behind the Jeopardy. scenes too. Eh? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, that was started here, ended there for eight hundred. Yeah. I'll go started here, ended there for one thousand. Okay. It's hard to press this one. Starting his professional career in nineteen seventy one to seventy two as a player with the Guelph CMCs, this Hockey Hall of Fame referee ended his career in the NHL after officiating. 1,737 regular season games, 15 Stanley Cup finals, and one Olympic gold medal game. James rang in first. Who is Kerry Frazier? That's incorrect. Mm. Bruce. Who is Don Van Massenhoven? That is also incorrect. Fuck! Wow. The answer we're looking for. The referee in chief. Wow, Ben McCurry. Oh, cool. I think earned nothing gained. Let me get you guys an update on scores here. Please do. Fruits is at twenty-one dollars. Mm. <laughs> twenty-one hundred. That's right. You missed oh, my uh, You missed my uh, thirty-one hundred and seventy-nine dollar wager there. <laughs> I'm down to twenty-one now. Thirty-three, twenty, and I might wager James a weird amount. Twenty-three hundred. Oh, $200 lead. I'm going to wager like 666 if I get a daily double just to fuck up the math. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, it has to be increments of 200 actually. Oh, oh wow. it's a Jeopardy rule. Damn. Yeah. You can do $5. God damn. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. God damn. <laughs> oh, okay. Just gets it right immediately. It's like, fuck. <laughs> you ever what? seen the Simpsons episode actually since we did Simpsons where the Marge goes on Jeopardy? And she's like negative fifty three hundred, and at the end, Trebek's like asking her for the for the fifty three hundred. <laughs> it's like you knew the rules, Marge. Like I asked if you say if you knew the rules, you said you did. You signed up for this. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, so what's the score? He has twenty one hundred. You have twenty one hundred. He has twenty three hundred. Oh. Yeah. I thought he had a way bigger lead. I'll go happy one hundred for four hundred. Happy one hundred for four hundred. This was the only player to score 100 points in the regular season for the Atlanta Thrashers. Roots rang in first. Who is Marion Hosa? Marion Hosa is the correct answer for $400. Oh, Reg Defio. Yeah, brought to you Oh, wow. Yeah, former guest of the podcast. Yeah, recently, too, actually. <laughs> he was on recently. Um, I'll go happy 100 for 200. Happy 100 for 200. In his second NHL season, this former Carolina Hurricanes captain recorded a 100-point season. James Ring in first. Who is Eric Stahl? Eric Stahl is correct for 200. Good old Thunder Baby. That he is. Oh. Scored his first as a saber the other night. He did. Nice. It was weird. Mm. It was weird to see. He looks weird with long hair. That's true. It doesn't really. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think of him as like a respectable dude. With the long hair, he just looks like a freaking punk. hippie. Freaking punk. You know what I mean? As yeah. someone who used to have long hair multiple times in my life. All right, uh, Alex, I'm going to take Potpourri for 800. <laughs> Potpourri for 800. You're that annoying contestant. Eh? Fucking. This defenseman scored the Stanley Cup ah. series winning goal in 2014 against the New York Rangers. I had mono. Aaron Pesha. 
James, you want to uh, go first. Uh, Alex, I was driving home from the movie theaters when the goal was scored. I didn't get to see it. I was hurrying. I didn't get to, to see the uh, live. It was Alec Martinez. Who is Alec Martinez? Alec Martinez, yes. Correct answer for 800. Thank you. I was laying in the on the couch uh, with mono, and it was like 35 degrees yeah. outside. I was yelling at my girlfriend, drive faster, and then it was like on my block. Ah, oh, it's over. <laughs> Turn around. I don't fucking know. I thought I was having a fever dream when yeah. I said it was Alex Mar- Alec Martinez. Uh, Alex, I'll take the only one for 800. <laughs> the only one for 800. This enforcer is the only one in NHL oh, history to wear the number Ooh. zero on his jersey. Huh. That's a good question. Oh, I did know the answer to this at one point. I'll give you 10 seconds. I'm out. I'm not going to feel confident enough to guess. So Poirier beat McGregor. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? TKO. Oh, T-Bay. Oh, TKO. Dang. Let's go. Thunder Bay's own kind nice. of. Not really at all. Heartbeat not hot even sauce close, but... uh, The answer we were looking for was Neil. That's <laughs> not even. From School of Rock? I thought it was like Doug <laughs> Duel or something. Neil Sheebly? Yeah, <laughs> Is that uh, Substitute teacher, actually. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. The Legend of the Rent was way hardcore. Um... <laughs> Alex, I'll finish the category for 1,000. <laughs> the only one for 1,000. When the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup in 2001, this was the only Swiss-born player on the team. From Reg Field. Oh, fuck. James, you answered first. Uh, who is David Abisher? That is correct for 1,000. Mm. Thank you. Debatable. Depends who's calling the game to pronounce it that way. Ready to work! Uh, I will take... <laughs> oh. Let's I'll, get a score update before oh, we uh, have final three. final three questions. Is there still a daily double or is there only the one daily double? There is still a daily oh, double. Shit. Yeah. I, better, I better get it. It's pretty tense. My phone keeps closing, making it hard to buzz in. So, like James. A fingerprint sensor. Uh, fuck, yeah. Speed. Battle of the who yeah. has the better phone. Really <laughs> <in this one. laughs> Should have been allowed to just smack the table yeah. as my buzz in. Fuck. Honestly. Fuck. Just yell tank. Yeah. <laughs> Tank's crying in the background. Yeah. Yes, yeah, uh, is, is Tank yeah. allowed to buzz in if he starts barking? Um, yeah. There should have been a dog category. Famous dog. And most valuable. Beethoven. Most valuable primate Air like Airbud and just like a bunch of animal movies, really. Yeah, that would have been You know, Stuart Little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joe Young. Um, 4,300 points for James and. Dollars. Dollars. No, you're and, paying me. <laughs> I don't have this kind of money. So Canadian currency. Twenty-five hundred for Coop. So quite the margin here, but All right. a big question. Now, if up on the board. if I had to guess where a daily double might be, I would guess on the hundredth episode of the podcast, the category Happy One Hundred at the thousand dollar question level yeah, might just have. Just so a daily you know double. that I did not pick the daily doubles; they were randomly generated. That's fine. I'm going to take a Happy One Hundred for a thousand, Alex. Happy One Hundred for a thousand. This Hockey Hall of Fame defenseman who played over 1,400 games with the Oilers, Penguins, Red Wings, and others is number 100 on the NHL all-time goals list from John Chosen. The wording of that question confused me, and of course it ended up being a fucking John Chosen. <laughs> uh, James Rayner. Who is Paul Christ. Coffey? Paul Coffey is correct. Oilers, Hurricanes, 000. Flyers, Kings, we were looking for. <clears throat> and, and others. Fucking... So you Gas will get to pick again here now. Uh, Alex, I'd like to finish the category for eight hundred dollars. Shaley double. All right, what's this? What, what no, do I have? Fifty-four hundred. No. You have fifty-three hundred. And Coop has. 
Brutes has 25. Wow, 25. Just threw the name out yeah. the window here. Wow. <laughs> I've been pretty good with it. I've got 55. He's got 25? 53 to 25. All right. I, I, I will, uh, I'll wager 1,400, Alex. You're wagering 1,400. Okay. Here comes the clue. In the NHL centennial season, 1718, this team moved its home from a pastry to a pizza from Kyle Hogan. I'll give you 10 seconds. You can't answer. Five, four. Um, two is the Detroit Red Wings. That is correct for 1,400. From the Joe Louis pastry to the Little Caesars pie. What's a Joe Louis pastry? There's a, the chocolate with the vanilla on the inside. A wagon wheel? It's like a wagon wheel. You ever had a oh, wagon wheel? Okay, I've heard of a wagon wheel. Yeah, yeah. Joe Louis is the other word for Oh, it. yeah, okay. they're the same thing. It's, a different, it's just a different brand. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, Kyle cool. Hogan, you, you love to see it. Do you? Uh, Thanks, Hogan. Not a bad 60, question, really. 6,700 is your new total. And there's uh, only one question. Yeah, let, let's finish off the, the fucking board there, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be finishing off the board with Potpourri for 1,000. Yeah. This goalie recorded his first shutout of the 2000-2001 season before recording his first win from John Chozik. James? Who's Matt Hackett? That is incorrect. Oh. Brutes? It's a Minnesota Wild, I can tell you that. I'd uh, rather not risk four, it. So that's three, fair, but... two. The answer we were looking for was Roberto Luongo. Oh, wow. Okay. And actually, his first game was a tie in which it was a shutout. Oh. So that's how they were able... Okay. He was able to get a shutout before. That's, that's very fair. It's very tricky. Okay, hmm. so now we have to wager before we go to Final Jeopardy here? Yeah, so you get to see the topic... And Ooh. once you see the topic, you can decide how much you want to wager. Okay. And then we'll go to the the the, the question and then the video portion. And then you can write down your answers and how much you want to wager. Oh, yeah. I guess I have to write those down, don't I? Oh, you're going to give us? Oh, wow. You came prepared. You Thank, you. Oh. And Thank you. And your point totals. We will need a pen. Uh, you have fifty-seven hundred dollars. Okay. Twenty-five hundred dollars. Grab your pen. Wow, it's pretty anticlimactic final. <laughs> like the, unless you're an idiot, so there's no way I can win, so. Unless you've never seen Jeopardy. <laughs> I'm pretty fucked here. So. Okay. Yeah. Pictures it all. <laughs> like goes all in. Go big, go home. So our topic is uh, Bob Cole call. Yeah, like again. I've got my wager. Okay. You got your wager. Yeah, I wonder what I could be wagering. <laughs> okay, let me make sure this portion is all hooked up. So your question is our second guest on the podcast. The question is, the call heard around the nation cementing a victory for Team Canada at this tournament. Gee, I wonder. And this is the call. Canada, time to hang on. We got a break. It's going to be a break. It's Joe Sackett. He scores. 
Surely that's got to be it. Okay, time's up, fellas. The, the actual theme is I much longer than that. Longer. I had it downloaded for you, but you whistled, so you did great. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. You. I appreciate that. Uh, so I want to start off by saying thank you to both contestants. Um, yeah. My first time as hosting Jeopardy was... Ever, eh? Ever. Didn't I, show. If you can believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. didn't show. Uh, it was very fun. I could have swore I saw you on a few of them. Well... Before yeah, Ken Jennings, after Alex, I, was, no? I had a wig, a Trebek wig on. Oh wow! I would step in sometimes, but that was about it. Hmm. Anyways, <laughs> the video question here: uh, Mike Wern, this photography practice established in 1743. <laughs> Just holding on a tank in the background. Yeah, I love it. Who is Thunder Bay's leading photography company? Started in 2020. <laughs> Located in the balmy. <laughs> Just a big ad read. So what was the question? Okay, James, we'll start with you. Well, you usually go to the guy that's trailing. Okay. Fritz, <laughs> Fritz we'll start with you. You guessed that's got to be it. Shout out, Aaron. And you wagered $2,500. i am sorry, you lost all $2,500. James. Uh, so you wanted the tournament, correct? The tournament, yeah. Yeah, that would be the uh, 02 Olympics. The 2002 Salt Lake City Olympics. Oh, I thought Olympics you wanted the rest of the call. Ah. Oh. Surely that's yeah. got to be it. Because you cut it off, so I thought it was right, the remainder of right. the call. No, I just didn't want to give away. Hey, the, but that would have been right, too. So you're not that, totally that wrong. That would have been right, yes. Good for you, man. I watched that game in school. In they school? Wheel, they Wasn't it on a Sunday? And, I don't think so. I remember watching I, Belarus. I definitely watched a fucking Olympic. I watched Belarus school. at school because that's like, weird to think about, really. Hey, like isn't that weird to think about? Yeah, that? like I watched Olympic hockey at school one day. They're just like, ah, yeah, you guys can watch the game. That that was when <laughs> Belarus upset Sweden in the sure, quarters, and that. then Canada had to play them in the in the semis, and we were all nervous, right? Like we've never even heard of Belarus as a country. <laughs> like fucking sixth grade. Like, well, what is this place? And then so they roll the TV in, and like you they can watch it, you. but you got to keep working. So like we're like we're like all writing, but we're doing one of these. We're like we're not even like fucking writing down on the piece of paper. And um, it turned out it was like a seven nothing Canada win, and the game was just a total dud. So no one was happy. The teachers weren't <laughs> impressed. We weren't happy with the results or our work. Yeah. Yeah. Total write off, but they ended up coming through. Um, our thanks to all the guests that sent questions in. That, that was nice. Uh, I think everybody, uh, except for, like I said, Cole Turbide, who sent his to, to, to me. Uh, if you guys would like, I'll, I'll read you a, a trivia question from Cole Turbide, just so he has a, a place in the history books here. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, which NHL team once drafted a player that didn't exist? Oh, Buffalo ah, Sabres. Buffalo Sabres. Yes. Sujimoto. From the uh, Tokyo Kanatas. Katanas. Oh, sorry, Katanas. Yeah, he sent me like five questions. He like he just like just word vomited a bunch of questions to me. I'm like, yeah, I, fun, okay. That's, fun fact, uh, Asian last submitted that same question. That's oh, nice. Nice. I uh, I also thought uh, I would report since I have all the episode records here. Um, technically, you got all the guests. Everyone okay. was there. Uh, on the official record book, though, however, there is an episode 
where we do attempt to contact Jonathan Wilson. Yeah. To no avail. <laughs> I honestly, yeah. uh, isn't that isn't that so funny that we joked about like, man, imagine Jonathan doesn't pick up the phone. You're just like, yeah, man, like maybe I not, talked but to like, him already, but I talked to him. He knows the call's coming in. You, we literally called him like at seven on the dot, which is when you said the call would be coming. Like it just happened to work out that way. Yeah, and he didn't pick up the phone. And like, James is like seven twenty. He messages me. Sorry, I was upset with the kids. It was like, yeah, uh, it was a nice night. <laughs> yeah, I thought about asking him to do the uh, final Jeopardy question, but uh, to no avail. Hey guys, yeah. just me with Wendell Clark here. How did you get a hold of Wendell Clark in a pandemic to come to Thunder Bay to shoot a question with you? So you would have found a way. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Uh. That's that's the I was gonna say that's the one thousandth episode because it feels like it's Could been be. that many, but yeah it's been a hundred it's I guess. been that long yeah so um thank you to, hey thanks you know, Mike to everybody thank thanks you to everybody at home boys. yeah it was a good time thanks, uh, thanks why are, to why are we still doing this I guess all of our listeners you know we got a we got a wide listener base base in a lot of different weird places that Kentucky. I didn't realize until I looked Michael's it up Netflix. yeah we're like uh, Nanaimo BC is a big fan and I'm not really thanks. sure why but uh, shout roots. out to the people that listen to this in Nanaimo I love I your bars know it is how's, it's uh, a lot of people there but how's Portugal are they still tuning in. Portugal. Clopper so, took so, us off, so um, so we can't really get into Portugal. The anymore. funny thing about the Portugal radio joke is, like, looking back on it, I don't even think we've ever had a listen in Portugal. <laughs> like, that's the best part is, like, that didn't even breed us a new fan base at all. It's just a running joke that still... We really should have marketed harder in yeah. the Portuguese market. Yeah. I, I actually, I guess I will. I will ask your guys' opinion, too, since we're just, you know, I haven't given you guys any trivia questions tonight. So I'll 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 ask one here. Yeah, oh, let's go for three hours. Uh, maybe my internet's not lasting. Well, my internet, uh, I don't know, it's not doing anything. Get your phone there. All right. Uh, well, it's not worth it. All right. Well, that's uh, disappointing. Um, well, all right. Well, I can. <laughs> it's a sad oh, end. No, sad end to the. It's, it's going now. Technical failure to end the podcast. <laughs> no, I'll ask you guys. Um, Canada would be number one on our most listened country. Sure. Number two is uh, the United States. Makes sense. A lot of population down there. Yeah. What do you think our number three most listened country is? Statistically, like India's got a lot of people, right? so <laughs> I feel like that might be a, a hot market. Um, I don't even think they're on the board. <laughs> <laughs> not one. Not one of you 2.2 billion people get to tune in. I think I've said this before, too. Probably the most terrifying thing about Anchor is that you can go and check the geographic location by country. You can check the cities within the country. Planet. But you can go back and you can check the planets. <laughs> and I am happy to report <laughs> that 100% of our listens are from planet Earth. Thank Chris God. Hadfield wasn't up with the uh, ISS listening yeah. to the latest. If that, that number ever changes, <laughs> we are never fucking doing another episode. It's over. It ever. Do not change your IP address oh, to Mercury. Awesome. We will shut down operations. I kind of want someone from Pluto to tune in because I want to see if the if Anchor counts Pluto as a planet or not. Oh. Uh, I I got to go with my sweet sweet boys the Den, the Danish is it does it Denmark? Okay. Uh, I'll go with Switzerland. Okay. <laughs> well, Switzerland is four. Four. So nice. so you did pretty well. Number nice. three. Number three is Ireland. Really? Okay. Well, in Ireland. Shouts out. Yeah. Sorry about your boy Connor. A small yeah. amount. Yeah, but, wow. But no. They exist. Uh, ooh, yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, we're big fans of Owen Nolan over here for sure. Yeah, yeah, Lame. I like I like Owen Nolan. Yeah, fair. I like Owen Nolan. Flame, Leaf. 
we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah, thanks a lot, guys, and uh, we'll we'll see you yeah. for another for another hundred here, hopefully. Wow. You know? Okay. Yeah. We'll wow. see you next time, guys. All right. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're gonna make friends in no time. Get me!